0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter.
1: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast, season eleven, episode thirty-seven. And this might be the biggest party and guests you've seen since last year's Tory party. So To begin, I'm John, the host for this evening, and joined by Erin from Aberdeen.
2: Hello. We are, um, just to be clear, this episode is not about looking back and discussing what's happened, it's about looking at the future. That's fine, that's fine. Scott from Celtic?
3: Uh, I just want to look back at yesterday, mate, because I can't really mind much. it past about 80 minutes of steam.
1: That's every Sunday for you, to be fair, though.
3: Well, Aye. Yeah, no a
2: game. Yeah, a game
3: yesterday. I didn't hear there was one on. No. Oh, just just the first uh, cup final of the season then. That's all. The, the, the
2: Diddy Cup. What's the cup final?
3: Uh, well, it's normally where you go to play Aberdeen and they don't you? the Diddy Cup from an
4: Aberdeen fan. That's the only cup you've won in about thirty years. Who's, who's that speaking? <laughs> who's Who's
5: that?
1: Right. We'll Sorry, will come, back, we'll come back to me. you. It's all, No, it's all right. Uh, Ethan from Dundee.
5: Yeah. All right. Don't have nothing line to come into. What's that? Don't really have an opening line to come into. Just saying hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Fine. Christmas.
1: Can you talk about Christmas instead. Christmas. Aye. Instead of football. Ah,
5: probably. Probably. Oh, okay. Probably keep me in better spirits anyway.
6: Okay.
1: Um. Jeff. Dundee United.
6: Uh, you think not at what Tony party it was last year? That'd be a that would bigger than.
1: Um The smallest one, probably.
6: <laughs> many numbers to pick from there.
4: Yes,
1: uh, we've already heard from you, Hearts Laurie.
4: Hello, I'll only say that once because I'll get in trouble otherwise. <clears throat> you say it twice. I'm, I'm 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 happy to look back because my team's not been shite for the first half of the season. Aye, but your time is to come. Maybe, but until then, I'll
1: make the most of it. I know you do, <laughs> Harry Hibs, Harry the Happy. Sorry, Harry the Happy. We decided last time you were Harry the Happy.
0: Yes, and indeed I am. I'm a hippie with a newfound passion for hating Kyogo Furuhashi.
1: Oh, right. And, and controversial. Um, so, we don't have After Extra Time shots from Livingston, but we do have Ewan instead. How are you
7: doing? I'm all good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm happy to get on the bandwagon with the Furuhashi chat. Um, and as long as we only talk about living from about October onwards, because the rest of the year has been uh, not the best. But I don't know. Uh, thanks for having me on. No
1: worries, no, that's fair enough. Uh, Andy from Motherwell, how you doing?
8: Yeah, good mate. We're uh, doing alright, yeah. The more we play Aberdeen, the better for me. Aye.
1: I think every club could probably say that this season, just about.
8: Yeah, <laughs> uh, possibly true, yeah.
1: To be fair. Uh, let me see. Andy, Rangers. Evening, guys.
9: Uh, again, thanks thanks for having us on. As uh, enjoyed my first time as as I made my debut, it's great to be back on. Uh, must say, the first time I came on, uh, Rangers were champions, still are champions, and I'm, and I'm looking down from the top of the tree, so uh, yeah, it's good to be back.
1: The, the last time you were on, though, you had a Steven Gerrard cardboard cutout, where's that? Um, I, I don't know, actually,
9: I'm not sure, <laughs> who, 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 who did you think, sorry? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, right, so for Ross County we have Ramsey replacing Andy Skinner How are you doing Ramsey?
10: Uh, good, hi uh, And instead of Andy Furahashi, I'm Andy Boyle Okay, fine uh, We have Nori from
1: uh, I mean, I'll get it in here, last year's double winners
11: Yeah, I'm literally just here to speak about last season Right.
4: Nori, okay. you, next season, you can win the double, you can get the uh, Challenge Cup and the Championship, so that'll be good.
11: The glory years just roll on, don't they?
1: Trophies are everywhere, isn't it, I count? And uh, <laughs> last but not least, Paul from St. Mirren, how are you doing?
12: Doing well, guys. Guttied the that um, St. Mirren Reserves get beat yesterday in the Cup final, so it was a wee bit <laughs> disappointing for me. <laughs> I mean. But hey, I mean. at least it's still 1986. Laurie.
4: Are you, saying Jim- are you are you saying they didn't bother trying? Is that what you're saying?
12: I'd never say that in my life. I would never say that in my life, my friend. <clears> you know, <throat> one game to win a league, but like
4: uh, if, if St. Lydon don't win
12: a game, it doesn't really bother me anymore, to be problem, honest. Man. And '87 we still not the cup. It was it was good
1: to see uh, Jim Goodwin
12: there as a neutral. It was he was there as a neutral, wasn't he? It was there where he's... Half and half
1: scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Green and white scarf worked like whichever way it went, didn't it? Um, so they, they say that uh, Christmas is a of giving and receiving, and I'm pretty sure there'll be plenty of banter getting given and received. So where do we start? Cup final yesterday. Uh, I'm sure Scott and Harry would like to start with that.
3: Um, can I just say the first thing about the cup final? It finished 1-0 to, to me because I missed the first goal because it was ready for a push. And we was trying to run back out to see what happened. I walked, tried to see the highlights on the telly inside that hammed in. And then uh, I missed the uh, Celtic equaliser. So it's one 0 That was what it was. Missed the two goals.
0: Well, I I had that kind of worse uh, Hibbs Hibbs scored. Obviously, I'm going daft, somewhat inebriated. And then um I just hear the Celtic fans celebrating. And I thought the Hibs goal was disallowed because it was that short <laughs> a period of time, but it ended up that Celtic had actually equalised just after Hibs had scored, so I was even more devastated.
1: Have you guys seen the video of the, the Hibs fans celebrating the countdown clock and then Celtic scoring? Pretty good. I was actually quite impressed by that one. We ever made it up. Aye, it was well made, to be fair. Is that the chat over, I with
0: the cup final? Well, oh. well, one, one last thing we need to touch on is... um. John Beaton. I, I don't know how many times his name's been mentioned across everybody's podcasts throughout the season so far. But the boys an absolute embarrassment. He tells the Hibs players we're going to make a sub, um, and then you know just just let them play on. All, all the Hibs like the players have literally got their backs to the ball, apart from Furuhashi, who's actually on his feet for a change. Fair play to him um, to then score a goal from Matt Macy, who's standing in no man's lands because he's waiting for a sub to be made. But fair play, John Beaton. Great assist. Him and Furuhashi worked very well together all throughout yesterday. Um, so yeah apart from like I've never liked Mikel Lustig and I've finally got a more hated player in that name is Kyogo Furuhashi what a rat
3: see to be fair Harry talking about hated players you must you must have a passion for you because we, we do not hate any hips players because eh? he, he's never really caused us that much hassle anywhere he's just there. I know anywhere like, he's a fellow right?
0: anytime, anytime any club in Scotland's got a player that causes you hassle you buy them and put them on the bench and waste them for their whole career
3: uh
9: Scott Brown eh
3: fuck.
0: <laughs>
13: <home.
9: laughs> <laughs> we well, don't have Ryan Kent, so that's not true. <laughs> I, thought, well, I
0: wouldn't want Ryan Kent anyway, he's a diver or not.
2: <laughs> We've been taking very good care of Scott Brown, don't
1: worry. Not he's that, happy with not, us. Not that good care because if he had that good care would be like maybe up near the top challenging for trophies. So that that's what I, Scott Brown does. Like, Yeah, uh, but I, we're getting I, I near there. That. I'm supposed to be this I'm going kind of neutral but I'm like the, the kind of pacifier here for us because it's not going well for Aberdeen but we'll come on to that later on next year
4: so when, it when it comes to Furihashi when it comes to Furihashi thing one thing I was going to ask you Harry because I, I was reading some Hibs fans giving him a wee bit of stick for, for his antics does that because I think the Furihashi thing he's like a terrifying player a absolutely phenomenal player I think he's the best attacking player in the league but it is embarrassing the way he acts. I mean, Scott will probably disagree and say he gets given a hard time, but do you feel similar about Martin Boyle sometimes? Because I, I don't think he's as bad as Furuhashi, but he does, he, he dives.
0: So so the difference for me is, um, I think that Furuhashi's diving for the most part, like the one against Livingston, there's virtually no contact. The guy falls to the ground, and gets the guy sent off. When nothing. That,
7: that's happened. unfair. He was in intensive care for a week after that because it was it a was vicious a assault different. by a guy, it would be fair.
0: I've just recovered it, but the thing is with Martin Boyle, he gets booted up and down the pitch at least six times a game. So obviously you can't justify diving, but if you know you're going to get kicked, if you can play to that to your advantage, because that's the thing with Furahashi, Furuhashi just, nothing happens, he goes to the ground. Martin Boyle's about to get booted, so he dives before the contact comes in. I don't think, I think it's not good to dive, but I think that Boyle's diving is a lot less bad than Furuhashi's because Furuhashi. It's more games Oh games. yeah, Martin Boyle's
7: think, dive at the Tony Mac the other week was it was really graceful, you know, because he was almost going to get kicked, but he didn't get Harry that, That's it's absolutely him, mental.
0: That game, did he get booted though?
7: See, the well, I mean, he, my own goal only got, got him once, I think.
1: The, the thing I think <laughs> we would say about all players that get a lot of kicks is they are the ones that maybe dive the most. And that's across the board, probably. If we look at Furiashi, we look at Boyle, Ryan Kent is guilty of it. Aberdeen Never on his feet, Martin
8: Boyle. They've, what's that? It's the argument. Never on his feet.
0: Well, the thing is though, Martin Boyle is the same as Ryan Pochis. Both of them, the media's absolutely bought into the whole narrative that Ryan Pochis is just an aggressive, reckless player.
8: and they've bought into They the just watch court. him every it's week and football. see that the fact that he throws himself about
0: the all the time. I tell you, it's absolutely blown up by the media. It's nowhere near as bad as people make out.
5: Can I Can I chip Aye. in? This, if, if the argument is Martin Boyle does it because he gets kicked in he plays at disadvantage, could one not then argue that Kyle does it because he knows it works? Because, I mean, when you talk about the Livingston thing, he's still got a penalty of that. Granted, Celtic didn't score it works. So should the blame not go towards, like, should we not be talking more about the officiating and the standard officiating as opposed to the players trying to con the referee?
0: We should talk about the standard officiating because the standard officiating is horrendous. And the reason that Celtic won yesterday is because referees are scared of Celtic and Rangers.
5: And that's a simple fact in Scottish football. That's I feel so cool. is that if you're not talking about the referee, then the referees are kind of one, haven't
1: they? Well, we spoke about John Beaton. I think we would all agree mm. that John Beaton must be one of the worst officials in the top flight.
5: Yeah,
1: I think they all
10: just blend together for me.
1: Sorry, I couldn't make that out. It was a bit. I don't know if it was a bit of interference.
10: Yeah, I was just think they all blend together for me. They're they're all just as bad as each other.
5: Yeah, cool. yeah. There's not, there's not particularly a referee, referee's name I look at and think, oh boy, glad I've got him today. But it's just always kind of like, oh him, oh that guy.
1: The, the thing is, it's at every level. Though I watch a lot of waste of Scotland football. i watch football at other levels. It's not just in the top flight. It's every single league. You're kind of thinking, what's happening at these referee training schools?
3: Can I just say, listening to Harry talking here of Martin Boyle and Kyogo. I feel I used to think that Boris Johnson was the biggest biggest gaslighter I've ever heard in my life. This man here, he's tried to back Boyle up for it. He's doing the exact same thing as Kilgo. He's making sure he's not getting booted up and down the park.
0: Martin Boyle's never fallen to the ground holding the, his face after someone patted him on the back of the head. That is the <laughs> most embarrassing moment of the season so far. That red card that he got against Livingston's the most embarrassing moment in Scottish football this season. And if you're denying that, you need to get those green tinted specs on and get a set of mass specs instead.
7: I'd actually say the most <laughs> embarrassing moment was the penalty afterwards because that was absolutely hopeless.
9: Yeah, I'm what going to one. I'm going that an was pretty and bad as well. Andy, Andy Rangers. John, can I just say, you know, as much as we're all having a laugh with uh, certain players diving and, and we've seen it throughout, you know, certain teams in Scotland or even English football throughout the world uh it's, it's a modern day thing as I think uh European footballers have brought it to the British game. As as much as we say there's there's Morales has done it, he's a bit of past for it for Hershey for Hushy, whatever you call him, Martin Boyle, whoever you want to say. As uh Realms of the Ross County fan there um, uh, and we all know the the officials in Scotland are very, very poor you know, and uh, I, I, I think, and I'm sure you'll probably all agree, maybe not Scott McGill as it may hinder uh, certain uh, aspects of Celtic's game, uh, the VAR does need to come in.
1: I think the point, sorry Andy continue, I was going to say something there. No, it, it
9: definitely does need to come in and you, you look about people complaining about grassroots football in Scotland, uh, people's stadiums, the uh, Surfaces at certain clubs, we need to have VAR in, in the Premier League in Scotland, uh, for sure. Maybe if it's not next season, the season after, because this will cut out a lot of things. Yes, it may rule out goal celebrations from fans or players or whatever, but if it brings yeah. correct decisions more often, <sighs> let's, let's bring it in. I think
1: it's a tough one. I think your point about um players diving and joining the Continentals is probably a case of coaching the coaches telling players. We need to do the same because yeah. otherwise, we've seen it that many times. It's not, we're not controlling diving here, but attackers in particular nowadays are con- encouraged any sign of contact or potential contact go down. That's do I mean? Do we actually think players are doing it off their own back? I think it's probably coaching.
9: Quite possibly, yeah. Going back
10: to sorry. When you go down the- um, uh, going back to the VAR thing. Do- Oh, sorry. Another sorry.
5: Point.
10: Um, do you reckon we can get VAR until we get full-time refs? Because the VAR officials, we barely have enough refs as it is, and they're all part-time. So if we're hiring more people to go part-time to actually look at the VAR videos, um, it might just get you more.
1: I think the potential is that they would get retired officials in. That's what I think would happen with VAR. And then you're thinking, these are the guys that before were maybe not great officials and we've complained about. And let's face it, we're probably all going to agree on this apart from Scott and Andy. The old firm get most decisions. So is it just going to be these same guys that were doing that in the past? Now, you can say it's probably because maybe the two teams attack more. Maybe that's why they get more um, decisions. I'll bring in Jeff, first of all, because he's got his hand up.
6: Yeah, just, to be fair, Norrie's got his hand up first, to be fair. But um, <laughs> my, my point was actually uh, on the. This it's, it's a thing that irritates me quite a lot, is where it's referred to as foreigners came into our league and started diving. I don't like that. It's not true in the same way that like, one of the worst divers at the minute uh, throughout the UK is Harry Kane. And he's definitely not foreign. Martin Boyle's quite bad for it. Martin Boyle's definitely not foreign. I'll see place for Australia, but my point stands. Um, the referee one though I think I know what everyone's saying I think the top flight referees we've got the minute quite bad and I think it's the point system that they work off so they don't really get dropped they can have a bad game but the furthest they'll get dropped is the championship and that's not really doing anything I think it's the education that needs to be done on our referees needs to be improved massively and don't get me wrong like, I mean we look at England which is obviously the easiest comparison that we've got and we watch the referees particularly from that Spurs Liverpool game the weekend and they were terrible. Even with VAR, they were terrible. I think it's a case of um, for a lot of for a lot of games, they make mistakes. We acknowledge that. I think when they make mistakes at Celtic and Ibrox in particular, it stands out more. And I think it's the home fans that make the biggest difference. But the problem is, is that the rest of us, all other forty other clubs, will try and scream and shout about how this is affecting us, and yet. It will never ever, it never seems to get changed because the biggest bulk of people in Scotland support one of two teams and they kind of just shout in the gets to bit Well, that's that's my opinion,
1: yeah. Norrie, what was your point you like to make? Sorry, I never realised it was bust. everyone had their hands up, it was like school going
11: to the toilet. That's all right, no. Can you hear me?
1: I hear you fine. Are you?
11: Yeah, it's fine. Um, I just want to kind of come back to the point about referees and it's not just Rangers and Celtic that get the the decisions from those. I think it's the, whoever's perceived to be the bigger club. Um, two examples this season I can give you is our match against Aberdeen. We had blatant handball with Teddy Jenks just outside the box and rifled it in the bottom corner straight away, straight after that. Um, and Harry, I don't know if you remember this, but earlier in the season, round about September time, John Beaton gave you a wee penalty against us and uh, it was never a penalty in you know, a month of Sundays. Um, and then he sent off uh, McCart for good, you know, just to kind of really finish us off that day. So I uh, just wonder what your thoughts are on that. Um, I know
0: you, uh, you can stop back through my tweets and I said that John B is a horrendous referee. It's a, a horrendous decision that he made. So I wholeheartedly, yeah. agree. I think it's a good point as well because um, I think that referees, when they go to stadiums that are got a much... Cause, when St. John's are at home to Celtic, obviously Celtic and Rangers get a lot of the ground. So it's yeah. even like a home game for them. So when you do come to places like Eastern Road or Tynecastle, it is likely that feeble people like John Beaton will give the bigger team the decision. I completely agree with that. I'm looking yeah, forward
13: that's to, my
0: John
1: perception, think so to this podcast. You should enjoy it. <laughs> uh, no, that Andy, was it. That was, oh anyone already. Oh, sorry. sorry. Andy So that was that
11: that was it. Cool.
1: Andy, what was your point? You're on mute, mate. I, 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 talk about amateur officials. We are like a year into doing Zoom calls, but we all still forget. I do it myself as well, Andy. Don't worry.
8: That's why I should be sacked from work. How
1: many, how many we all had? Are we all in the drink?
8: The, yeah, the two uh, two game against St Marnet for Park. The absolutely ridiculous decision to award the retake of the penalty. Liam Kelly has strayed half an inch off his line, apparently. Like, I, I, I just can't fathom. Like, and the thing is, these big Miles decisions... Off his
12: life. Miles off his line.
8: These, these decisions don't Miles get publicised at all.
12: Miles off his line. No,
8: it, was, it was a fantastic moment for some Urn fans. They invaded the yeah. pitch after the goal, didn't yeah, it? It was, but, uh... yeah, it was quite a right decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the thing is... If, if that decision was given against Rangers or Celtic, it would have been publicised far and wide a bit. And, and people, sports scene, yes, albeit James McFadden was on as well, but even Shirley Kerr saying, oh, that's a ludicrous, ludicrous decision. and It never ever gets talked about. It. What? The,
1: uh, it, I remember at Furr Park, Hill in the season against you guys, now you guys are pretty aggressive. I think we've lost aggression in our team in terms of Aberdeen. I would say both leading up to the goals there was questionable decisions in terms of he kick for the first goal the first game and then the second one as well I'm pretty sure there was a dog decision the referee was John Beaton by the way so there is a common theme you deserve to win to be fair and you took your chances we never so I'm not complaining about us as a team I think just again the officials again we're talking about the, there's a recurrent theme here we won maybe we should call out to others for balance, otherwise
8: it would just seem like a, a John Beaton vendetta.
2: Bobby Madden is quite
8: rubbish.
2: Uh, it was Madden that yeah. was the referee in the, the St Martin was game, it? wasn't
1: it? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's very good, Mr. Job. Sorry. Well, the dundee United game, dundee United Aberdeen, if we're going to talk about crazy refereeing decisions. I mean, to be you. fair, for that
6: that entire game... That was terrible referee. I was at the game, I think everyone was at that game as well. And Out with what the fan did, which is a thing that we were, I was going to bring up slightly later, because I think fan behaviour this season, not everyone, but it's been pretty poor at most grounds. There's been an incident of some kind or another, which is fairly disgraceful. Uh, that's, that's an interesting
8: fan. one, because we, we've got a section of our crowd that seems to like to take the ball. Yeah, into the just, crowd yeah, and then throw it. the ball back onto the park in the middle of an attack or, or something else. Like and it's just mm. what, what laughing
2: yeah. Yeah. the um, thing that I found bizarre at the Dundee United game was that supposedly Bobby Madden had been told that Ojo had pushed the ban if that is true and that's what Bobby Madden thought had happened that's a straight red card which we could then have appealed but instead he gave a yellow which would be the wrong thing to give in those circumstances anyway there is no explanation for
1: it whatsoever. I've got a question for you, Erin, because you've told us before you've done refereeing. So what, I'm a qualified what, referee. What trainings involved generally? I actually want to know because I don't know.
2: You go to a really, you actually go, to, you go to a really good course. It is actually decent. Um, it's quite good, and there's exams. And you're quite to, hard. T- do you all the tea
1: t- t- and cakes afterwards.
2: Part of no,
1: yeah.
2: Part of the um, exam is almost like hazard perception test. So it's like you watch a clip. And at first I was giving everyone red cards, so I was just not having anything. Is that because you've not seen
1: what had happened? So you give a red card, is that because that seems to be what happens?
2: Um, I just got carried away, <laughs> sending way. people off. Um, it is actually really good, and it is decent. I think I think the problem isn't so much wrong decisions as such. It is just a lack of consistency. So Rangers penalty yesterday was a penalty. What Saturday. Yeah, it was. But obviously you see it on... I saw on Twitter penalty to Rangers and everyone's first thought is probably, I bet it wasn't, because generally they are very, very weak at best. The one that John Beaton gave Ibrox um, against us was an absolute distress. And I think the fact that that's what people think because there's a perception around it is really poor. You know, it's become a joke this season, penalty to Rangers, and I'm not saying some of them aren't penalties, but there's a lot that I think are very, very sceptical. And then
1: it becomes an issue of consistency. Yeah. Laurie, I think you wanted to make a point a wee while ago, but it's hard to keep up these hands.
4: It's fine. No, I, I mean, what I was going to say, I'll go into a second, but I mean, it, one of the things with with decisions, which, which annoys me to an extent, well, two things. One is everyone looking at it through very tinted glasses, which is understandable to an extent, but... I, after the Hearts Rangers game, I was actually arguing with Hearts fans on Twitter and part of it was because they don't understand changes to, to laws sometimes and that's it's fine. I, I sometimes miss certain changes as well because they're updating them all the time but it was the Goldson handball which was getting sh- shared far and wide and it kind of annoyed me because I thought Nick Walsh had a bad game but it was never a penalty but everyone was sharing it going "You know, if that's the other end, it's definitely a penalty but it's not a penalty now because they changed the Making your arms, making yourself bigger, arms out is okay. Basically, if it's justifiable by your movement or position at the time, which I thought it was. Do you but think? Do
1: you think that's why referees, Barca, Do you think that's why Barca struggled at Celtic last year about hands within an unnatural position?
4: <laughs> Probably, but that's the thing. But sometimes I, there was a referee commenting on it, and I've I've heard referees who are actually currently referees, and then they quote something. I'm like, that's not the rule anymore. It's changed. So sometimes I think it's a case of, and a few people message going, actually, I didn't realize the word had changed on that one. Um, and it's things like, I don't know if someone saw the clip online of the player, you know, when he was doing this, you know, if you stutter in a run-up, you have to be in one movement, otherwise it's a, a legal penalty. I didn't know until I saw that clip that it's it's a standard booking. So if you stutter and don't do it in one movement, not only is it an illegal penalty, but you it's a yellow card. That's the rule. It's a yellow card every time. So if you're on a booking, and you don't take the penalty properly because you do that you're actually going to get sent off and that's just the exact that's it's worded in the rules now yeah. so there's little things like that sometimes it's like um but my my main point i was going to make before is when we we're talking about decisions and the, the most boring narrative for me is the Celtic and ranger stuff when it comes to refereeing. because complaining about poor refereeing is fine because it is terrible in this country complaining about decisions is fine because it's it's frustrating when decisions go against you, but the most boring narrative for 40 out of 42 clubs is Rangers and Celtic telling us all that there's a fucking massive conspiracy and it, it's a terrifying place sometimes how ridiculous the um, paranoia gets at Celtic park at halftime. We're one nil down to an, to an offside goal and I thought, I thought Madden was having a pretty poor game. I mean, you've probably seen the calls. I've never seen a referee stop a game within a second of a player getting a muscle injury when the other team have picked up the ball from him. But the Celtic fans were booing him and all around me because I'm in the home end because I'm in the media end. And I was burst out laughing at time when they all started berating the referee. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? I think, uh... that's, that's for me is the most boring thing because we all get annoyed at referees. We all know they're shite sometimes. And I think a few people made some good points if You're at Celtic Park, they can't help it subconsciously. They'll make decisions in favor of the home team. Same at Tyncastle and Easter Road. If Hibs or Hearts are playing someone and they're maybe the team on top, subconsciously referees will do that. But there's no conspiracy, and it's on a, It's It's one thing that I just get so bored of Celtic fans telling us that you know they're all Masonic, and then the Rangers fans telling us. <sighs> You know what I mean. I just—it's uh, probably the most boring thing in Scottish football. I think. What days. we'll do is,
1: if it's boring, let's not talk about it too much. Apart <laughs> from Ethan's got a point about VR, and we'll move on to the, the positivity stuff.
5: Just wanted to raise a question in regards to VR. Right, so if VR comes to Scotland next season, totally hypothetically, realistically, how how much better would it would get? When I when I was watching the Liverpool Tottenham game yesterday there were two massive calls where they didn't even think to look it back on VAR. A penalty claim that looked like a stonewall penalty and uh, uh, what looked like what Hurricane should have been sent off and was was spared the red card. Because what they did was they just chose to kind of ignore it and then carry on with the game. So my question is, what stops that from happening here? There's all this talk about bringing in VAR to improve refereeing. Hypothetically, what something happens like that in in, in Scottish Premiership and they choose to ignore it because they feel it wasn't uh, a blatant obvious error. Just keep going with it.
1: I think the point is, we'll go it's, it's going to be the same guys officiating, so it won't make a difference, will it? Unless they actually use it as it should. I watch the Bundesliga. I don't know if other people watch the Bundesliga. They actually look at the screen. The referee, most of the time, takes the time to look at the screen. The complaints about VAR is it takes too much time to make a decision. Surely you want the right decision as opposed to a guess.
4: I think there's a balance. I'm I'm still dead against. It. I hate I hate the way it stopped. I think it's I think it's giving the referees an easy way out. I think you try and improve the referees. I think make them full-time for a start. Um, but I, I just I don't like VAR. I've, I've been at games with VAR, and I think it just sucks the life out of matches. And although you'll say it was meant to be for clear and obvious errors, but that's not what happens. Referees start getting worried. Assistants don't want to put the flag up because they'll think, well, if I'm, if there's even a tiny bit of doubt, I might as well just let it go to VAR. Um, there was a game, remember the game in Germany where they all went off at halftime? And then they found something. They reviewed something that was meant to be a penalty. So they all came back out. I just, I just don't like the whole concept. I think, and I think you're right, John. It's the same referees, so they'll still make some same. They'll still make the same yeah. mess ups.
1: We're going to just do Scott on one point, and then we are move away from the referee because it does get depressing, and we talk about this too much. We do, like, what don't we? We don't have. We don't enjoy talking about it,
3: probably. See, see, to be fair, on Morris' point there about the VAR, soon we've had it in Europe. Uh, Andy will probably back it up it doesn't really have to stop the game in terms of when they have made decisions I've seen it a couple of times at uh, Celtic Park I've seen it in Copenhagen we've got a penalty away in Copenhagen and they just let the game flow and then they've went back to it I think it's brilliant the way they do it in Europe but when you when you do it in England it's it's more pantomime than anything else to be fair that's what it's, what it's like it's as if the refs well, or whoever's in charge of the VAR is actually trying to make a point that they're, they're the ones that are in charge, can kind of hang? Uh, but to on Laurie's point as well, earlier as well, we are talking about the refs, that game at Celtic Park, we had, we had a chance where the buck came on the top after a free kick, and it was, the flag went up for offside, the felt Forest, I can't went it was at the back post, it was on Craig Gordon, the three of them on Craig Gordon, and it's no a case of it's a no case here being paranoid. Obviously, you get a there is a quite a large majority of that. The thing for me is consistency. And I think every single person in here would back that up that the referees in Scotland aren't consistent enough and they aren't getting enough of the big decisions right. And that for me that ruins the game,
1: eh? right, Talking of consistency, let's move on to the predictions that we all made at the start of the season. Because some people had us been very consistent in terms of where they would finish. Now, the season's only halfway. However, I need to start at the top. Well, I say the top, alphabetically. Erin, apologies. Can, can you remind everybody where you had Aberdeen finishing?
2: What, like is in next May? Yes. Yeah, won in the league. It's not next May yet, is it?
1: Okay. So would you like... We're going, going to play a game of stick or twist. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do you stick or twist? You can change your position or you can keep your position up first. Bear in mind, we will review this at the end of the season. The There's end some of the numbers, season, and podcast. it's mathematically
2: still doable.
1: Yeah, still going to win the league. You're sticking. Right. Okay. I mean, I thought I was the optimistic Aberdeen fan. Laurie, you'll remember. Remember the member of predictions game we used to do, and I never, ever bet against Aberdeen to lose. No, because why
2: would you? No, absolutely because not. I, so I, I think... I've this realism.
1: This I've watched this this season, and that's why. Um, yeah
2: no I think we're still going to win the league and I had us down for the Scottish Cup as well League Cup has but we'll, come on to that. So... we'll
1: come on to that we're just talking about league just now thank you thank you Come down we'll get on to that just the league Scott where did you have Celtic finishing
3: uh, top of the league mate that's what I had done
1: ok stick or twist
3: oh, definitely sticking I think we're still in, in. me a good chance uh, at the start of the season but I'm sure we actually made the worst start in 23 years the league season at one point and we've turned it round and if we buy if we buy well in January which I did say to start the season as well if we do buy well in January I reckon we are in a good show. Okay. and it uh, will, it's going to be an interesting title race
1: yep okay Um Ethan Dundee can you remember where you had Dundee finishing?
3: yeah I think most of us had our
5: teams to finish eighth and I, oh. I was one of them okay uh, stick or twist I'm going to twist I think it'll be slightly lower
1: Okay, where are you going then? I need the position.
5: Um, oh, ninth.
1: Nice. No, oh, All right, okay. Nine. Oh, right, okay. Now, Jeff, do you remember where you had done the United finishing?
6: Eighth, I believe.
1: You did have it, yeah, yeah. Okay, stick or twist? Um, uh, oh,
12: shit.
6: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna what? twist. I'm gonna say six.
12: Twist and sets,
6: okay,
1: right. Fair enough, that seems reasonable. Based okay. on the
6: theory that everyone else is worse than I thought they were going to be.
1: Now, Laurie, you struggled to make predictions. I think at one point you had them at eighth, then you had Harvey unbeaten. Um, Do you remember where you actually did have them to finish?
4: <clears throat> I said third because I was going to go fourth, but then Harry got all cocky and I said, well, I'm going to go third then. Okay. So, and, in fact, I've got a quote. I've got a quote from last time that I quite liked. <laughs> um, so, last time last time Harry said I'm confident Hibs will get third very minimum fourth and my hot take is I don't think Hearts make top six they'll really struggle at the start of the season and they might push on and end as high as seventh
1: Was he maybe get confused and talk about his own team? Well that's what I
4: was going to ask I was was trying to listen back and I thought no I definitely thought he said he said Hibs will finish third and Hearts wouldn't make the top six I think he said that Hearts wouldn't even be, and he didn't see him as any sort of threat at all in the table, actually. Okay. And he said he'd said they'd have a really struggling start to the season. So. Aye. Are you or ball with that? that? Stick up twist Well, obviously I'll stick because we're yeah. third. Okay. Third. Why not? Yeah. Right.
1: No worries. <laughs> 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 and who's next in the last up? perhaps
0: It's like perfect timing, isn't it? Oh, that—that was—that was—that was a lovely segue. Um. I also believe that I referenced that um, Hearts were a Craig Gordon injury away from absolute collapse at any time. Um, and I still oh think yeah, well, I have to agree on that, obviously. True. Um, I think that Craig Gordon's bailed Hearts out many a time in fair play is absolutely carrying them to third. Um, also, however, I think that on the reverse of that, I think Hibs are Kyle McGuinness away from comfortably being third in the league at the moment. Um, our form at the start of the season with McGinnis and the team, we were sitting third in the league looking comfortable Ever since he's got injured, we've won two league games since. Um, he's coming back in a new year. We've got the best manager in the league in Sean Maloney. I'm going to stick. Hibs a finishing third. We'll, we'll come on
1: to the Sean Maloney thing later on because we're going to talk about managers that have been and gone and different things like that. But you're just sticking with third. Right, right okay.
4: Aye. Don't right. back down. Double um, down.
1: David double uh, at Lovingson, you've got to back. Uh, is he Davis Ware or Andy? I'm trying to remember now. After extra time shocks, So I've just probably to that just now. So I can't remember just now. I don't want to be else to be honest. You had Livingston in 10th place. So based on his prediction, or did you have a prediction before the season
7: yourself, Ewan? I think I was I was kind of hovering about ninth or tenth okay. uh the start of the season. I'll say I'll say ninth being positive, but um I'll probably I would stick with that. Um because David's already predicted 10th, it would be a twist then.
9: Uh, list, a bit,
7: massive gamble by going one place up the league
1: Well, it's all about money, isn't it? Because that will make a massive difference to Warrington.
7: Oh, I definitely uh, We might even contemplate putting a grass pitch down ah, no, <laughs> <don't> do <that.
1: laughs> um, Andy at Motherwell Do you remember where you had Motherwell to finish? I could give you a clue It was the most coveted position in the league
8: I think it was 8th, yeah, along was, with about another half a dozen of us. But uh, it's been going all right, by the way. Like, we're so unattractive. We're terrible to watch. We're so unenjoyable. But, yeah, it's quite effective. <laughs> I, I quite like this uh, kind of hammer-throwers approach that we've got going again. Like, so the kind of Stephen Robinson of 2018. and uh, It's going all right. Uh, that in Johnson team on Saturday though was Norrie I, I don't know whether you would agree but that's the worst team I've seen come to Fir Park in quite some time it was hopeless so Oh,
1: uh, of so just before going to Norrie because we'll come on to him soon about that are you sniffing a twist on eight uh,
8: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for fifth right okay fifth
1: right no worries Norrie So, what, what do you want to say in reply to that in terms of what Andy was saying about St. John's and team being not very good at the moment.
11: Oh, I think he's making us sound better than we are. It's, uh, it's not been a great season. I think we're paying the price for a fairly abysmal transfer window where we sold our prize assets at a knockdown price at the last possible second and then replaced them with the likes of Effie Ambrose. Um, kind of reap what you sow when you do that, you know. So... Uh, Aye, I would agree. I mean, we've been watching absolute pish on the park for for weeks now, and um, yeah, we're not used to it really. We've had quite a good run for the last ten years, so it's uh, quite a shock to the system. But it's it, usually it's January that we tend to get our backsides in gear and season starts. So um, that's what's going to happen, and we're going to finish sixth.
1: Six, so you're twisting slightly.
7: Just on F.A. Yeah, Ambrose, I thought he was excellent against us in the game at McDermott. He was absolutely spectacular. His assist for Scott Pickman's goal was sensational.
11: <laughs> yes, that was that was some performance. That was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, I, I watched that back just for the comedy value alone. It's tremendous. The
7: thing I can always say about F.A. is you'll never be bored. Uh, we have him <laughs> for 18 months and you'll never be bored watching him. You'd never know what to expect. It, it keeps you on the edge of your seat, F.A. Ambrose.
11: And funnily enough, he had a couple of good games, which kind of lulls you into a false sense of security, doesn't it? And then he produces that bomb, scared of a performance.
1: So yeah. basically, Nora, you're going from fifth place to sixth place because you had them to finish fifth originally.
11: I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll make some quality signings in January and then it'll be. It'll be awesome.
1: it. Scottish Cup. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andy at Rangers, no surprise where you had Rangers to finish. Uh, a daft question. Uh, as Ryan Portis would say, where's Rangers finishing at the end of the season?
9: Uh, well, predictions first, and and the retaining the title, and, and I'm going to stick with it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're going to run into how your season's looking so far. Are you, John? Or
1: uh, yeah, we will do. Yeah, okay. after that's actually.
9: Um... Yeah, so just just to keep it short, I fancy it's still to retain the title.
1: That's fair enough. Uh, now, Ramsey, you're in for Andy tonight. He had Ross County to finish eighth. So what do you think?
10: I hadn't finished like, either dead last or 11th. I think now, um, now I twist and say 10 I'm not as dour as I was at the start, but our, our fence is kind of shored up, which is a relief. We no longer have Jack Baldwin at the back ducking under high love food. So, uh,
1: okay, so 10 you've got in terms of that to get
10: through okay. keeper. Um, and we've got really good tires, like, of- yeah, up dead, but like, just
1: Okay, right. I'm going to move on to Paul. Um, do you remember we had something in the finish?
12: I said I went, we would went one better, didn't I? So it was either sixth or fifth, I might have even been uh, you went for
1: seventh. You went for best of the rest. Actually. Oh no,
12: I thought I, no, I thought I thought I said we'd go actually one better than we mm. went last season. Aye, maybe you oh, did. Well, I,
1: I've got seven to be to be honest. I'm twisting.
12: We'll be one better than that. Right, so you're
1: going for six six, We might
12: might might make the the Europa Gala Fair weekend European trophy, whatever it's called We might make a thing
1: Right, okay, so you go for six Six, hang on Fair enough, right, okay Seeing as I finish with you then The season so far Paul, in terms of how it's been
12: Uh, Well, Littlewood's worst nightmare, are not we? Littlewoods.
1: Little well, of these Little guys Woods. won't know about Littlewoods cooking, will they?
12: Really. I know, I know, I know. I was going to say that, and I'm far too, I'm far too old, and Did you Woods, spot the it? ball? Did
1: you spot the ball too?
12: Spot the ball. Evening times sent room for it, and sent room for the evening times. Went it, and I started the evening to get the evening times. And I always laugh when we talk about referees' decisions. We used to have Teletext telling us the results. Oh, on and... Days, on Days. Oh, standing, at, standing at Curry's Windy, waiting for the results to come in. Um, season so far. um... I think I, I I I like Laurie had written down verbatim whatever what they said the last time. I think I was saying we were brilliant because we'd done our transfer window early. Um, the problem was we didn't sign any strikers that could score goals, which which is a wee bit of a problem. So I, I think we've been actually all right. I think we well I think some fans are a bit fickle, and I think it's the usual, isn't it? It's maybe the maybe the Charlton effect, isn't it? It's the the usual one, isn't it? The, can we be better than we are? We've got to remember what what type of club we are and. We're decent, and I think if we can stay, I think if we can stay in contention and get six, it's it's great for us. And I I I don't think it's been that bad this season. I think we've been one or two. I think we we played we played decent when we came up. Norrie against St Johnston. We, we probably should have got a result that day. But it was it's one of their ones we probably should have got a a better result against a couple other teams. Maybe Levy at, at our place that last minute goal still kills me. Um, but but yeah, you know I mean they they games were. We're all right. We're all right. We've got another six points coming. We've only got, we've only got Celtic and Rangers in our next two games. So that's six points guaranteed. Easy. That's, that's, easy. That's, that's easy. No, I, I think, I think, de- I think we've been, all, I think we've been all right. I think we've been all right. I, I think. We've you try to de-
4: convince us of yourself
12: here? I, I, I think it's one of the ones you sit, but like, you know yourself, see when you sit there and people are slaughtering it and going, this isn't good enough, and it's, it's, it's no great. I, I, I use the, I use the Falkirk analogy. We were we we caught Falkirk in the championship when we were going to go down. Falkirk have never come back, and I use that analogy. We're in the we're in the Premier League. We're doing all right. Will, will we will we drop down another relegation battle? Maybe will we maybe get in the top six? Maybe I, I'm 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 actually quite happy. I, I, could we do a wee bit better? Could somebody start scoring goals for us? Could Curtis Mayne or Brophy start doing it for us? That that, that would be helpful, and and we could do a wee bit. Of, I think we sailed off. I think we missed the the players we had. What with uh, Harry, I take that one a Kyle McGinnis type player. Jake Doyle Hayes, who I think probably does all right for you guys as well. We're missing him. Um and a couple of other guys that we sold off I mean bigger beaker last season done decent for us as well. We sold him on. So have we replaced better? It's it's I, th- I think you need to wait through it at the end of the season. So I'm 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 relatively all right. I mean put it this way, it's so of the normal on the normally so tenth or eleventh at this moment in time. Ah. calling on you know what I mean we're, the hissy heights are ninth at the moment in time.
1: It's fair to say this season is probably the toughest it's been for a while in terms of fine margins winning games most, in the most. I think Aye, the only does. thing I would say is if you're hoping for Curtis Main to score goals, I'm pretty sure Erin and Andy and myself could say you might <laughs> be waiting. You might be waiting.
2: Well, yeah, you say that, so don't you? But what happened when we went to St. Millenni? Curtis Main. Wow, was that Curtis,
12: Curtis Main's Mane. goal? Was that Curtis Main's goal? Yeah, well, it's like, like, like Joel Joe Lewis. Joel Lewis that is was so... man in a man of the match, isn't it? I mustn't get this man going. Please year.
2: don't be rude about Joel Lewis on this podcast. No. Like...
12: Well, he's fucking awful, though. He's terrible. He's terrible. That dude. Right? He's to awful. Be
1: clear. He, he no, Joel Lewis is back. He likes playing suburban. Oh, he's he back, back like to good again. To go he again, he loves
12: throwing a goal Joel Lewis.
7: His hands are made of poppadoms. Come on! So bad. So bad.
2: One, he's back to being good again, and he's probably if he stays. Is he made a save. Sell. one of the best keepers in the league. Secondly, well, he had a lot of good saves against St. Mirren when we beat them 4 1.
12: You think the, he's probably still
1: grating
4: about the fact you punted him from captain because he signed Scott Brown and made him like no he actually or, was really
2: happy about that
4: honorary team he's captain calm no for he's actually
2: favorite. delighted about it and he's really pleased to be back in the squad after we dropped him and he's really good at goalkeeping well, I
1: think if we're
4: being
2: I'm fair, just winding you up Aaron,
4: <laughs> if
1: we're being fair he did get dropped because he wasn't playing well I think when yeah playing and now that, he's back to playing we well we can't, we can't just be daft and say he wasn't playing well no he wasn't you
2: know what you're right he was not playing that well but since he's come back 10 out of
1: 10. Love him. In my top five players. Oh, well, save that far. Don't start the top fives because we'll be here till 2023.
2: <laughs> people probably the rest of the people probably don't have a top five of their players, John, so they
1: don't probably see very not. positive. No, probably not. I, I no. don't think so. Right. In reverse order, kind of. Uh, Nori in terms of season so far. You can have touched on it a wee bit, but um
2: it's not that good, is it? It's not two cups good. Are you Nori?
11: No. <laughs> oh no, yeah. it's pretty woeful Pretty woeful mm-hmm. um, We started it well enough you know? we, we gave Galatasaray a bit of a fright And at that point I thought Yeah, this could be another good one um, But uh, the second Ali McCann left for a packet of crisps And went away down south um, That was it, that was our season much room. We've got zero creativity In the middle of the park, we didn't have any strikers That were scoring last season We've got the same strikers this season Um so the only strength we really had was um, was defending. And like I say, we put F F-A Ambrose in there. So that's out the spout as well. Um, yeah, it's been pretty abysmal. I can't see it really improving until we limp to the January window and hopefully sign someone, anyone. Although the, the January window is traditionally not a great place to get players unless it's on, on loan or for far... More money than they're, they're valued at, so we'll see what happens.
1: The problem will be as well, Nori. The teams probably another half will all be competing for the same players, but the same
12: agents touting players. Yeah.
4: So
11: yeah.
12: Nori, how's Cameron McPherson doing, fees?
11: He's dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. <laughs> Honestly, hopeless. Him um, and oh, who's the other boy we signed? I can't imagine. Boyfriend. Oh, I. I Aye, that's right. Absolutely horrific to watch. Just nothing okay. in the middle of the park whatsoever. Um, Cam, Cammy likes to run a
12: boot I like Cammy, but he
11: he runs a boot, but doesn't he really do much more than that? Does nice. It? Yeah. Just no no productivity whatsoever. No end product really. Um, had high hopes for him. He had a he had a couple of good games, um, but yeah, I mean we're like I say, we're used to watching our three million pound players strut about in there and then. Can we? McPherson's no £3 million player? So he's not... You should
1: have told Jeff really that, that he was £3 million. Sorry, but again? should I told Brown he was a £3 million player because he never went for that.
11: No, no, he didn't, no, no. Um, and the most galling thing about that entire episode was that um, not only did we, we sell him for £1.2 I think it was, when the chairman released a statement, which is, I think, supposed to get everybody off his back. He actually said in it that he had contacted Preston. Now, you're immediately on the back foot there, aren't you? If you're trying to sell your player, it should be the other way about. So, um, yeah, we weren't going to get much from in that sort of situation. The guy's a professional footballer. He should have been told you're going to be staying here, seeing out the remainder of your contract until a, a, a bid that reaches the same value that we value you at comes in but well, we didn't do that of course we didn't do that we took the money and ran we're paying the price for it now yeah
1: Um Ramsey in terms of Ross County season so far under Malky Mackay who everybody loves on the podcast can you hear me now? first off it's a bit
10: better
1: Hi. alright okay
10: um yeah elephant in the room aside to be fair i never wanted them in the first place and that got even worse when we actually started playing football um and pretty much everyone was ready to see them off up until we took a trip to dundee and battered them 5-0 which was like ross County winning any game of football 5-0 is unexpected but i don't think i've ever expected us to win a game Let alone- 5-0 less than when we were just about to play that game. So that turned things around a little bit. And then we'll start um, we can see game. we were keeping clean sheets um, up until again against Hid, which was probably random now I think it was, it was the end of Jack Ross's tenure. Uh, and but Malcolm Guy has been he's been more stable since people haven't been calling for his resignation um, as much as they were at the start and throughout uh that better.
1: Yeah, I carry on. So now, if you
10: if you wanna to look to the future, I'm not sure what our January window's gonna be like. Uh, we've been linked to a striker uh from I think Sligo Rovers and uh ireland and that's about it we've got a bunch of youth academy boys coming back from their loans uh who i think will be pretty impo- important especially uh hopefully in my opinion matthew wright a striker um who's coming back from Bra rangers uh because our strikers apart from what jordan white scored let me get this right two goals both against rangers i think um and we've got Dominic Samuel, whose hold-up play is really good, and he's been getting better when he gets um, Johnny Kenny. That's the circle we've been linked to. Uh, Dominic Samuel has been been good in his hold-up play. Uh, he's scored one goal, which is better than what we've had because we've literally just had attacking midfielders and winners scoring the entire season, and that's been it. Hi. <laughs> A problem Apart- a lot of teams
1: face, scoring goals. Hardest thing to do, they say. Um, I'm going to move on, if that's like right, the Andy, Rangers. Now, Steven Gerrard even I know no one was upset by that. Cardboard cutouts. Uh, the, the videos were superb, because obviously some of them, I think, eventually were a total piss take. At least I hope they were a total piss take. I think it started that someone got rid of it, but then folk were just, I reckon folk were just buying cardboard cutouts online and then making the craziest video you can see, or is that just main just fans for you?
9: Uh no, I agree with you, John. Um in, in regards to the Stephen Gerrard cardboard cutouts. I didn't have one myself, but um I think I think people were obviously annoyed at, at the timing and, and stuff like that there and and they were beheading cardboard cutouts and replacing them with geo on the face of them and binning them and all the rest of it, you know. Um yeah, on the back of last season, a fantastic league season. Cup uh, competitions last season didn't go very well. In fact, they were terrible, in, in my own opinion. And I'm sure most Rangers fans would agree with that last season. But uh, yeah, unbeaten on, on in the league last season, we won the league. Um, stopped 10-0 as well, by the way. But um, on, on to this season, it was, it was trying to follow on from, from the... Great heights of, of last season, and and Gerard had, uh, had made it clear that he wanted to the, the strengthen the squad. He, he strengthened the numbers, but maybe not in quality. Um, And, and uh, you know, you had to give all the new signs a chance. Sakala or Fashion Junior, whatever you want to call him, he's, he's done okay. Mm. Uh, is, he, is he a starting player? I'm not sure. The same with John Lundstrom as well. Um, but you know, Gerard Gerard done uh absolutely brilliant in terms of his time at his Rangers, uh as Rangers manager. Sorry, from where he picked the club and the team of players he had up from when he came in the door with the rest of his staff. Um, as I say, the timing, time is never right for any manager to, to leave or be sacked or whatever it might be. It's it's just the way football sport and anything in life is. It's never a good time, but as I say, he, he done great. He picked us up off the floor. He got us back fighting, challenging for titles. Should have done better in cup competitions. Should have probably won more league titles. Europe, he'd done fantastic. He punched way above his weight and, and, and our weight in terms of some of the other positions we, we came up against. Uh, was I... <laughs> to, to use a quote was a habit no um, <laughs> but um, I'm, you know football moves on Rangers is, is much better than anybody that, that's came through the door believe it or not Steven Gerrard as big a, a player and, and a name as he is in the football world the Rangers is always bigger than anybody that, that comes through that, the, the front doors um, and ex-players came in and, and he knows more about the club Giovanni van Bronckhorst, he's he started off very well and he's he's turned it around because Rangers, uh, as I say, didn't have the best of starts and most Rangers supporters will base that off last season's um, performances. But no, we've, we've uh, been playing well so far. Saturday's performance was, was poor, in my opinion. It was at the game, it was very poor. But well, at the end of the day, it's all about finding the way to win games, and, and hopefully that continues.
13: Yeah,
1: I need to ask you: where are Miguel and you meet up in a cafe in the West End of Glasgow?
9: The West End? Uh, well, whenever Scott paired from a flight, and, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was see, like, see he's the musician, you know. It was just
1: a big scandal between the supposed scandal that Giovanni Van Bronkos and Ange Postagoglu met up in a cafe, which they bumped into each other. Oh, they're two guys that do a job, same job. They spoke to each other. Oh, disaster!
9: Listen, I've seen the photo on on several group chats and some comments on social media and stuff. First and foremost, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan, but sometimes you have to be realistic as well. You know, as as Geo said, and and I think we all know, and, and Glasgow especially, it's it's like a goldfish bowl. There's there's no where you can go without meeting a an opposition fan. Or a fan of your own team that will want a photo or a photo to give a wee bit of a abuse or friendly joke or whatever. You know, it broke professionals, um, and it's it's always going to happen. It's, it's happened with players, it's happened with coaches, it's happened with managers, and it will always happen. Unfortunately, it may not be a good idea in terms of support wise, but hey, uh, that's what happens.
6: To be fair, see if you're the sort of person who's got an issue with those two managers speaking to each other in a restaurant. Uh, you're the problem, not them. Like at the end of the day, it's two professionals who know each other, different clubs, but the pressure on both of them's the same. If you've got an issue with them to talk to each other, you're the problem rather than they are. In my opinion, yes, sure. I, I, I live in Glasgow. I agree, and and hey,
9: maybe maybe Anne's past coglu you know, he's 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 been around for a while, but. If you want to learn off a better manager, who better to speak
1: to than Giovanni van Bronckhorst, you know, manager of the, the current league So, if you want to have a few tips, fair play. I think we need to ask Miguel, uh, Miguel if Andy, you meet, is it a five
3: course
9: meal or just a coffee? Can I just
3: pick up what Andy just said there? See if we can go and compare titles that <laughs> Andy's won compared to Giovanni van Bronckhorst. I think we'll no find who the most successful manager is. But, no, realistically, see if they're walking into the restaurant. There's no mean girls. Do you know what I mean? They're going What's to mean, see gills? each other. They What's know. They, they know. They know who they are. They're not going to just walk away from each other and fucking uh, get each other daggers for the length of time they're in there for. Well, we, yeah, we don't remember as well that
1: Doncaster lost some of our best pals. Absolutely. yeah. But
3: even so, right. at, at that table, they, they've had players for years that have been pals each other. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't change. This. That's a. It's hyperbole through social media though. There always happens stuff
1: for like us. Exactly. Exactly. Um Laurie, I, I think you've had your hand up longer than
9: I don't know, Longer um, than Andy I... does
4: in the weekend. <coughs> um <laughs>
9: Can I just mention just before Laurie speaks that if if at any time during this podcast that you do hear the sash playing, it's it's definitely from Laurie's house and not mine. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> No, I was just going to say the Andy's actually seems very um, reasonable about the whole Gerard departure. But again, it just takes me into the insanity of, of Celtic and Rangers fans when two managerial departures, and in my eyes, totally understandable, Rangers and Celtic are bigger clubs than Aston Villa and Leicester City. But Aston Villa and Leicester City are bigger jobs. The Rangers and Celtic, and I, I always found it absolutely mind-boggling the reaction, especially with the Gerard one, where I thought, "Well, won the title, what more can I do with, with Rangers? It's only going to be, it's only going to go one way potentially." It just, it always struck me as incredible. Like, I mean, you could pick it, you could pick some English clubs that have a lot more money than Hearts, Hibs, or Aberdeen, but you could argue that they're smaller clubs support-wise. But you could still understand a Hearts, Hibs, or Aberdeen manager leaving to a decent Championship team in England just—it's just one of those things that I think um, Rangers and Celtic fans sometimes get caught up in the fact that they are massive clubs with a big fan base. But a Premier League job in England, whether it's whether it's uh, Leicester and Aston Villa, is always going to be a bigger job than Celtic and Rangers in the current the current day, in my opinion.
1: I think Steven Gerrard probably played the sticker or twist game. I think sat there and thought stick because he he probably he'd done what he would do. He was asked, hadn't he? He won the title, so he was at the peak of his power. There was, he wasn't doing that well in the league I think there was Rangers fans were not too sure there's been injuries, whatever Europe was still going alright but he, he's kind of life Rangers at a good point whereby he's still got some kind of legacy
4: even though Celtic were terrible last bad. season as well so I mean
1: yeah but this season in terms of leaving Rangers at this point there was a wee threat there is a wee threat maybe a, more of a threat than what Rangers expected to start season when Ange committed and most folk I think would agree on here Probably didn't know that much about them managerial-wise. Would that be fair to say? I don't think anyone could claim to know much about them. But Celtic have been better than most of us expected.
9: I agree, but let's face it, they could not have got any worse. And I'm sure Scott will agree with that as well. Definitely. You're looking at you're looking at the way that we played last
3: season, and there's games like oh, you want to talk about a recent game, you talk about the Ross County game the other night, we've won it in injury time, but we, last year we could quite easily have got beat in a game like that. That's the kind of way that we were playing. We had no belief in ourselves. And it was just a really poor watch. And with it going over all ground, it's, it's hard to... Last season for me, it was hard to kind of find what's happening because you're, you're not even there. It just it didn't seem real to me. Yeah, it probably felt the same to a lot of fans because we're back to watching football on the telly when you're used to going to the football. It's just that I don't know. We're, I think we're miles better than what we were last year, and Ange definitely turned the corner. His interview yesterday after the game, he says I couldn't promise success to the Celtic fans. He says, but well, what I could offer them was hope, and hopefully that's what I've gave them so far. And for me, that that. You couldn't have summed up any better.
1: Well, just, I think most Celtic fans have said he's made one bad decision, and that was Kyogo getting subbed on in Europe and getting injured. There might be more, but in terms of big decision, that, that could have impacted Celtic. Massively.
3: One bad decision in, what, six months? You take that, yeah?
1: Well, is that, so that's fair comment, isn't it? Is that fair yeah. enough to say? Uh, Andy, Motherwell, uh, to bring yourself in, in terms of thoughts on Motherwell season so far, a bit more, and
8: if you had any more points, could you put your hand up for a oh, yeah, In terms of our season, not really much more than what I've already contributed. But in, in terms of the decision-making, I, th- I think that's quite an interesting one in terms of there's been quite a lot of things that have went against the kind of grain that no one really discusses apart from the fact that we're all quite frustrated by the I think if, if all twelve of us could point to points where we've been kind of suffered injustice and everything else. But in, in terms of Rangers replacing the manager, I think I think we've been really strong. I think they've been very, very impressive. Like when we went one nil up against them at Far Park, I celebrated the goal far too much. And then to go 6-1 down is, was just a disaster. But I, I can't remember a a team from Brendan Rogers season that have been more strong at Fir Park. Rangers go seem to go to time Castle, they go to Fir Park, and they win time and time again. They went to Easter Road. They got a bit of a, a sloppy win, but they get the job done, whereas Celtic don't.
1: Andy, you want to come back in on the point Andy just made, yeah?
9: Just, just a quick point, John, uh, on Andy's uh, what Andy said there. Just in terms of on um, the Van Bronkhorst thing uh, that he came in, and I forgot to mention it, Gerard as as I say, as great as he's done, and and Rangers fans slated Mark Warburton for this of not having a Plan B. <clears throat> Excuse me, Stephen Jared was very stubborn in his ways of playing four three three and and not changing it up and stuff. And I think I think that's what took his toll on Gerard as a as a manager at Rangers, r- rather than him moving away and stuff. Van Bronckhorst came in right away, and 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 seen right away. Sorry that that uh, things were looking very stale in terms of performance wise, and you can see the players' hunger that that's changed right away. They're they're wanting the they want to improve and, and and they're they've changed their ways and stuff like that, and more so in, in certain players. Uh, but throughout the whole team, it, it has changed. And that's started with a new manager and coaching staff that's saying something was seriously wrong. And, uh, you know, Gerard, as I say, as, as great as he done, he was very stubborn in that way. It was just that one point and one of the other. Sorry.
13: No, I think
1: it's fair enough. I think as well with Gerard, he had his favourites. And even if few maybe weren't playing well, they were still playing this season. Whereas, yeah. Ben Broadcast is going with a fresh approach. He's had time out of the game as well. Ben Broadcast probably been watching Rangers and seeing what needs fits. And so far it's working well. Uh, Andy, apart from you talking about it way earlier, Graham Alexander needs to get a bit of credit because I think last season most people weren't too sure about how good he was as a manager.
8: Uh, yeah, and no, I wasn't 100% sure either, to be perfectly honest with you, in terms of we were, we were poor when Robinson left and then when Alexander took over, we kind of stayed up by the skin of our teeth, to be perfectly honest with you, despite the fact we finished eighth last season. We're, we get the job done like Saturday and I don't know Nori, were you at the game on Saturday thankfully not no, well, <laughs> the, the thing is I, I don't know if you've seen the game yeah but like, it, was a, it was a terrible game we weren't much better than St Johnston but we just seemed to get a result more often than not just now like, I'm not I've particularly I'm not particularly enjoying going to the games To be honest with you, but that's him now being the manager of the month, two months out of the last three. And I think his stock value has gone up quite a bit. I
1: need to ask you you can probably see I've got more cardboard cut out. So, should Steve Clark be looking at Tony Watt?
8: Uh, Well, that depends whether he signs a contract in the next month or not. But uh, no, I,
1: I think he's basically no staying, is he?
8: Well, that, that, that's the chat kind of I, I do things for for the club and it seems like the kind of internal chat now is that Tony Watt's away and uh, this, this is this would be a kind of better question actually for the St Johnston and Hibs uh, sorry Harps fan will Tony Watt down tools when he's got a move elsewhere yep. because yep. he's, he's yeah, no started off very well like at every club he's ever been at and then just seems to
11: patch it.
1: Done well at Motherwell, though. He's been there for a while. Quick question, then. Out of the other clubs in the league, who would take Tony Watt?
11: No,
6: uh, not again. I would, absolutely. <laughs> right, I'd take him at Hearts.
4: I would take him, but I don't know if Nielsen would. <clears throat> he,
6: if he was he, he to come to United, and I've seen rumours about United fans who are keen on Tony Watt, I've also seen ones that absolutely rubbish it within seconds. I've seen it, but I personally, I'd take him predominantly because United at this present moment the time, we don't have a striker realistically. We've got Mark Minotti, who um, has made of glass. Uh, we've got that guy that we signed from Coventry City who didn't get signed by anyone else because he was made of glass, and we've not guy. Seen he so he
4: since so good. You don't even remember his name?
6: Ah, see, you get it. Is a black guy? Jeff
8: has oh. really, uh, <laughs> really, really annoyed me because it's taken me about 18 months to like Tony Watt and now he's leaving.
6: The thing is with Tony Watt, like, is Tony Watt came, went to Motherwell and said that that, that he, he felt at home at Motherwell and that's where he felt comfortable. And then as soon, literally, I don't want to slag the guy too much, but like as soon as he started scoring goals, he's gone, Aye, ay, Motherwell's great, I'm better.
1: Short, 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 like he, he scored, five, role, he scored he?
8: five goals last season. Like, he, he just wasn't... Like, he was a big player for us and he kept us up. But his impact has been kind of over-exaggerated by our talented media team more than anything else. Not like, um, oh, as good as... Well. Not as good as Tony Watt thinks, yes. I well,
1: that's been maybe a problem for a while. Paul, would you take about St Mirren?
12: Of course he would. Shame we're the graveyard of strikers. Strikers come to us and don't score goals. Nah, i i I think I think I don't think he would I, I, I think Tony Watt does well. I would probably agree. I, I don't think he's any better than what we've got. I don't think he's any don't think he's gonna to add to I don't think I don't think it's the position we, we, cut we his man. We, also, to be fair, I, I, goes, I think Curtis Mayne and Lee Irwin and all that will maybe. I think Lee Irwin will go out the door I think Kirsten Dennis will go out the door on the, the, the window so I, I think he'll bring a striker in but I don't think he'll be
4: To be fair, Christian Dennis gave me one of my favourite moments of the season that was great
12: Move on, move on, move on.
4: When, uh, you, you, Oh, you oh they're descending
12: half the goal descending half
4: you got to go back against us I was getting a bit they nervous, just ran nervous into a him.
12: minutes to go I'm just like, I'm watching took I'm centre and he just oh,
4: ran up to our player and elbowed he him here? in the face
12: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't see that. I just seen you know, him coming off, and I thought, "Somebody put, what's what's happened there?" Mental. Anyway, was, uh, sorry, right, anyway, sorry. Off track. Um, no,
8: no
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him. Okay.
8: Sorry. Right, you in. Love and I, I think. I think. I think. I think like, in terms of, do we have a a better option as a striker in, in, in Scotland just now? Like Shea Adams has obviously been fantastic, but who would you say was kind of like in the Premiership? Who's a better Scottish striker than Tony Watt?
1: Well, domestically we might struggle just now because even we'll bring in Harry later on. I'm going to bring in David uh Uindo. Just we'll come back to that point, we will. Cause Lovingston, since October, because you want to talk about the first few months you said. So October till now, top six material?
7: Nah. Nah, we're too inconsistent <laughs> to be honest. Um it was it was a strange summer because it's probably in the seven years Davey's been at the club, it's probably the biggest turnover we've had. We had about 15, 16 players out the door and 15, 16 in. And, you know, I think Davey's started to believe the media hype that we are the hammer thrower FC tag and he's he's tried to change the way that we play. But I think he's actually fallen into the, we we ended up suffering a bit of an identity crisis, I think, at the start of the season. A number of issues with COVID as well and players like Scott Pittman, for example, who's been a mainstay of the team for probably six seasons now, he's been out injured for a large chunk of the season as well. So the first, you know, with a number of players coming in, the first, I'd say, six, seven games were almost a write-off because Davey was struggling to put probably what you would class as his best 11 on the park. But I think after after he started having a go at the fans, when St Mirren beat us at, to Tony Mack earlier in the season, and so having a dig at the supporters, we kind of picked up a few results, went to McDermott and went up to Dingwall as well and got a late winner. And you know, we started picking up a few results. And I think we've only it's only three defeats in eleven now. Uh, but we're just inconsistent. I still think we're we're starting to see kind of more what everyone expects. We'll have a very difficult to play against, very aggressive. I think you know, Laurie, if you watch the, the Hearts game recently, you know. I think we caught Hearts completely off guard because we were absolutely buying at it in uh, the Hibs game as well. Very, very similar. So I think we're starting to see a bit more of kind of what I would associate with Livy over the last sort of five seasons or so. But I just, we struggle to score goals. We struggle to create chances. You're to- talking about, um, you know, suffering with strikers. I mean, we've been playing Andrew Shinney for half the season as a false nine, And I uh, I've seen milk tongue quicker than Andrew Shinney can at times. And um I mean he's a very intelligent footballer, don't get me wrong, but he's not a number nine. And Bruce Anderson's come in as well, and he's been in and out of the team. And you know, it's that's our big issue is is scoring goals. And I think that's why we're probably going to be in a, a bit of a scrap coming season. And I think it's going to be I think there could be five teams when it comes to the split. I think there'll be five teams in it for going down um come the end of the season. I think it's that tight. And I think between ourselves, St. Mirren, St. Johnston, Dundee, Ross County, I genuinely think there's nothing to pick between the sides. I think they're all that, that closely matched.
2: Until so we... we played you, I was going to be giving you Jet back, but actually we'll keep hold of him. Thank you. And you can keep Bruce Anderson, it's rubbish. I think it would be fair to say, though. No.
7: We had an absolute brilliant deal with Jet, by the way. So Davey managed to get right. 50 grand out of Aberdeen for Jet because Jet would have gone for nothing if he went abroad. And basically, Aberdeen got in touch and said that we could get Anderson for nothing if they could get Jet and he just told Jet he was going to get five grand a week at Aberdeen so he went to Aberdeen and um, uh, he's got He's definitely place, not to have we?
2: a week off us either Oh,
7: I don't know that's what I
13: was told <laughs> um,
2: He is an odd one he's shown some like signs the last couple of games of like really good skill little back heels and stuff little flicks. actually could be decent I think, I
1: think our best performances is a season of when Jets in the team start of the season in Europe because he offers something different same as well he's back in the team recently Aberdeen's form's picked up he's an easy target because he's a bit different everyone Jets. thinks, everyone thinks he he is not he's a target man he's not a fair. target man he's a creative player he works best as number 10 I think player was number 10 and actually midfielders still got to pick him up because he's he is hard to play against a bit again, Jets, like Ambrose doesn't know Jets what he's to us,
7: when Jet signed for us last season he'd been out he hadn't played in 18 months He was on about a couple of hundred quid a week with us just to get back playing. And I think we suffered with him because there was no reserve football. So you couldn't give him games to kind of get his match sharpness up. So he was just chucked in. And the last three months of last season, he was by far our best player. Uh, I think you saw that with a couple of the goals that he scored were outrageous. There was a thierry henry esque effort against Hamilton and a volley, a couple of goals, the cup tie at Pataudry as well. He was excellent. But his best That's, for us,
2: That's our but best his, thing to
7: do. Someone has a good game, and we sign them up, and then they're terrible. But Bruce, his best, Bruce his Anderson's... best games for us came off the right hand side, rather than playing as a number nine. And I think exactly. if you, he's I think if you nine. come to terms with the fact that Jet's not going to start running channels for you, and he's not going to do all the the donkey work, I think if you come to terms with that with him, he's actually brilliant and technically gifted. He's not, you know. I know you get players that go through these Premier League academies and they turn out to be nothing. But I mean, he came through an academy at Arsenal when, you know, there was players like Fabregas coming through the ranks and stuff. The guy's got a bit of ability about him and he he has a decent player, to be fair.
5: I was going to say that, just to touch on what you said about him being at the academy. He wasn't just an ordinary Arsenal academy graduate. He was actually like this massive wonder kid that they were making out that he was going to be the next Thierry Henry. So I was going to say that, like, I don't mean any disrespect to him because he has uh, made a decent career for himself, but he's one of those players that annoys me because I feel like he should have had a much better career than he went on to actually have. And I don't know what it was that stagnated his his progress. Probably English pubs storing too many youngsters.
13: See, That's with Bruce Anderson,
4: Ewan, I-, I found it interesting when, um, when I went there and looked at the stats. At the time we played his last, Bruce Anderson, only James Tavernier had a higher... Uh, combined goals and assists uh, per ninety minutes rating, and he's still got the highest per ninety out of any non-old firm player in terms of how often he has a direct involvement by either scoring or setting a goal up. I don't watch, I don't watch your team, but I, I just have a look at the player stats beforehand, and it just kind of surprised me when I saw that. Do you set with like, the format?
7: I think the thing, I think the thing with Anderson is we are playing him as a lone striker, and I don't think he's quite suited that. I don't think he has the all-round game to play as a number nine. I think. The reason Shinny's played as a false nine is because he is more intelligent than Bruce in terms of when the ball's played in him, he holds it better, he wins fouls. Whilst Bruce, I, I would always class Bruce Anderson as being a player that plays off the shoulder and runs in behind and he does have a nose for a goal. I think if you combined Shinny and Anderson, you'd have an absolute top draw number nine, but the fact is you can't. And I think, you know, we were discussing, I did our own podcast today and I think, we kind of neither of them has been that consistent, so that's why they're kind of in and out of the team. But I think it's because he's not linking the game well enough, which is why he's coming out the game uh, out the team for Shinny. And I think it's particular games as well that he's been coming out the team for Shinny.
1: Okay, right. I'm going to do a quick ad before we move on to the top six teams alphabetically. So, Manscaped sponsored us, it's a season for gifting. So, we have three prizes at offer for you guys, however, you can't just get them for doing nothing. I want jingles, party pieces to get these prizes. We've got three prizes on offer. So throughout until the end of the podcast, if someone can come up with stuff, they are in the contention for a the prize. So There's three prizes. So everyone knows what Manscaped are. They sponsor us. They pay us. SFF podcast capital letters. 20% off and free shipping. So if you want your boss to be top flight material, then get involved. But you guys have to come up with the actual ads throughout the rest of the podcast and you will get prizes. Gifting, Christmas, don't seem a little good to you. So, first up, that has a chance, maybe, because we're moving on to the top sets, and bear in mind, the bottom sets teams that we spoke about can come in, just even on the ad, I'll bring you in, right? Harry, the Hibby. Your season yes. so far. Aside uh, from yesterday, because we spoke about that.
0: Yeah, so, Hibs, the, the main word I think it comes back to is frustration. Um, I don't, I, I still think that Hibbs have probably got the third best squad man for man in the country not in terms of depth but in terms of first team i think our strongest 11 is the best is the third best in the country i'm stick by that um i think that jack ross had a very one-dimensional way of looking at football that massively prohibited the team moving forward um four points out of a possible 27 when the one player that you built the team around is out injured is absolutely horrendous um Yeah, I I can tell by faces on the chat that not many people agree with me with that. But um, I think Kevin Nisbet, speaking on the Tony Watt thing earlier, I think Kevin Nisbet's a far better player than Tony Watt. I think that he shows flashes of it, but he's just too lazy at times. I think that with a new manager and he likes to show off, so I think that he'll be back to his best in the coming weeks. Um, I think Jamie Murphy will be out the door in January, so it means that we can bring in Muller, who's a far better player. Um, Yeah, the good thing is, despite the fact that Hibs, Aberdeen, etc., have had terrible phases in the season... Hibbs, if we win our game against Aberdeen, we're only seven points like, behind Hearts. And if we beat Hearts in the New Year Derby, we're potentially going into the second half of the season only four points behind them. Like, Have you seen like, our two fixtures before that? I know, but it's Hearts. You know, I'd famous last I'm, words. Sorry. I'm confident, confident the wheels are falling off. Craig Gordon's going to stub his pinky finger at some point and hearts are going to disintegrate and it's going to be absolutely glorious. And I'll find a quote that was as funny as the one you found on me earlier. I'll say <laughs> amazing. But David, um, where
1: is it all? Like, as you mentioned, Aberdeen Hibs, they've been massive. battling before for higher places, but there's still a chance. We've both been pretty ropey at times. but So
0: were you totally Jack Boss out? So the the thing is from like I like Jack Ross and I think that there's a club for him, but I just think that you need you need to change things. If, if things aren't working, you can't just keep doing the same thing and keep shoe, shoehorning players in that don't fit. They just kept doing the same thing over and over and over. And it was just pathetic. Because um, the main thing is that frustrated me was the fact that no no offense to the Livy fan or the Ross County fan, um, but Livingston and Ross County aren't good teams and the fact we went there if we'd won both of those games we'd be right up in the mix of it and we I, th- I think we were marginally better than them both because neither of those teams played particularly well in my opinion I think Ross County were terrible when we played them and I think Livy were average at best I don't think that was a good Livy performance and it's the fact that those you teams... clearly haven't
7: watched eight. a lot of us this season. That was our best <laughs> performance of <this> season. It well, <laughs> must be
0: a bad <laughs> had a few chances that we should have won. We obviously had the penalty. It wasn't a penalty, but we missed it anyway. And the, the main problem with have this season, though, is we've got the exact same back line as last year that defended really well. But this year, any cross that comes into the box can be a goal. And I don't understand how you can have the same back four that just... Like, the strength of the team last year was any ball that comes in the box, boom, gone. This year, any cross that comes in, it's just a goal. Like we just absolute floodgates open every time crosses come in. I'm no convinced by that big Matt Macy and the goalie. They Bring back Marciano, at least he could pull off a save or two. See at
1: the start of the season, I I'm not gonna quote word for word, but we did say that had his weaknesses of defence.
0: Aye. No, because that like the thing is I've I've been saying since maybe three and a half years ago that I wanted a new centre back, and we've not got a new centre back since <laughs> we won the cup final essentially. It's just pathetic recruitment. And um, Ron Gordon seems to be about the business. Obviously, he's got um, Sean Maloney and So I'm hoping that the second half of the season, the new manager bounce, when all four. I think four Sean games, Maloney can play
13: centre-back. Like,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know. St.
0: Martin should have a few for us. Um, sure I know. They can come. Who, who is the boys you've got at the back? Sean, <laughs> No, that's that's No, he, you, can he just, you can get the Charles
12: done. You can get Charles done if
0: you want. He nah, keep no, just keeps on scoring against him But see, that's the thing, St Murray as well um, I thought we were better than St Murray Both times we played them this season But St Murray came back and got the points each time How bad was that game the other week? The way they won one game, that was horrendous that was some view- that, That's the main problem with Jack Ross the Football was just horrendous to watch At least Maloney says he's going to attack So we might have something fun to watch For the rest of the season But yeah, it's it's been a weird time. And then we went to Hamden and we absolutely chased Rangers off the park and beat them 3-1 out of nowhere. So at least I had a good time then. I not I don't know where that came from, but at least it was a good time. Well, we all like a semi on this podcast. We do. Uh,
1: hey! on, on, on that note though, are you having a bash at uh, the pro bowl? Like go for it. You're you're good first first dibs here for a wee ad for Manscaped. Oh, you've I thought Hibs, are you not good under pressure? No.
0: It's uh, something to do with a ache. I don't know. Um be better than that. And, you know, and, no, no, it's terrible. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll try and jump in
1: somewhere okay, else. We'll right. Okay, we'll come back. Okay, we'll going to move on to the other side of Edinburgh. Laurie, whether it's actually about your season so far or a jingle or a jangle, whatever you've got. Come on, Laurie. I'm counting on you. jingle
4: Um, I can read what I thought I was just typing it. I put, manscape. it'll make your misses go down quicker than Kyogo. Yeah. That work? It might do. Could, Hashtag it. Can add Martin Boyle as well, depending on the company you're with, just to just to make it interesting. Um, uh, sorry, so you want me to talk about Hearts? Hi, go for it. Yeah, pretty happy. Um, I I thought we'd I thought we'd start reasonably well, probably slightly above expectations where we are. Although I think that's partly because Hibs and Aberdeen have been poorer at this point than I thought they would be. Um, obviously there's plenty of time for that to change, and and um. As much as I'm having a bit of banter, Harry's right, you know, it can change pretty quickly and it only takes three or four games to the table to look very different. One of my concerns early on was we were playing very well at the start and we were dropping points when I thought we were on top in games and should have put teams to bed. And I was a bit worried that as soon as we were off it, we seemed to be getting beat like we were absolutely terrible at Aberdeen. And I was kind of looking forward to a game where we won and I thought we were awful. Um and that came, oh Christ what game was it? There was definitely a game that came when we were off and we won and I was quite pleased but uh, we were pretty poor against St Mirren and beat them. Dundee at the weekend was just a horrendous game. Kind of glad I could only see about 20% of the pitch. Um. So yeah it's been a decent season so far. People are right we've relied on Craig Gordon too much. I mean um, his, his saves this season have been absolutely ridiculous which we know he's capable of but we shouldn't be giving him so much work to do. But we've found a system that works pretty well. Um, the signings of Devlin and Boningame in the middle have been unreal. I mean, we've, in terms of winning the ball back, our stats are the highest in the league, and the two players who've won most tackles in the league are those two players in the middle for us. So they've been mental. Uh, we need to get more in attack, though. We rely on Boyce a bit too much, and even he likes to try and play number 10 and 9 too much. Uh, Barry Mackay's been great, but apart, apart from that, Gary Mackay Stephen is going through his spell where he's awful just now and doesn't do anything. Um I thought at the end of last season he would be a good player. So our kind of wide men and attacking players aren't doing enough. So we need some more options up front because Armand known to be a not boys I mean a
1: no, don't you? Yeah.
4: it's on, it's on the list. So I mean I think we've got a new right back almost signed. I believe we're having you right back in pretty soon to bolster the team and we need a new attacker. So that's the kind of big concern. Um, If we lose Boyce, we just don't have any decent striking options. Um, But I think one of the big things for us has been consistency and I said that I think when I came on last time that because our team had been kind of starting to get built last season I thought we had quite a good core and we've used less players than any team in the league so far. We've only used 20 players in the league all season. I think United have used like 30. So I think that's Robbie Nielsen's tried to keep to the same core, which has made us a little bit predictable. I think a few games, a couple of teams, Livy for a first half, Aberdeen in the second half against us, figured out if you stick an extra man in the middle, we've got three boys up the park and suddenly it marginalizes us because you can out- outnumber us in the center of the park. Robbie's started tinkering a little bit recently, which has combated that slightly. So I'm I'm fairly happy. I I would say I'm optimistic we can still get third. It it will depend on how much Aberdeen and, and Hibs can kick on. I think, with all due respect to the other teams, I, I feel like Motherwell and Dundee United are maybe punching above their weight a little bit, which again is famous last words. Um, my main concern will be Aberdeen and Hibs having a having a good second half to the season. But I think if we have a decent January, um, I'm I'm fairly confident we can we can stick to where we are.
1: I think your point about the the lack of players playing is a good one because he under McInnes at Aberdeen, I always felt we were quite he was very he picked the same players all the time, right? But it worked.
9: He preferred a small, squad,
1: a small squad, a small squad, and then you get results because it's the same guys and they know they're probably going to play or they need to do something really bad to get dropped.
4: It's our it was our main problem and I, I use that exact comparison. And it's funny because Nielsen and McInnes have such similar such a similar feel about them the two jobs, as in loads of fans get really fed up because it gets same old, same old. They're a bit predictable. Maybe they're not always the most adventurous, but, you know, McInnes consistently did the job, consistently put points on the board, consistently put Aberdeen best of the rest or second when when Rangers weren't there as well. And, and Nielsen's the same. He's not always the most um, exciting coach to have, although this season we've actually played some decent stuff. So, yeah, I think that was our main problem over the last few years has just been ripping it up, starting again constantly. Lose a few games, rip it up, drop players, put new players in. Next window, bring in. We brought in like almost 20 players one window at one point, and it was mental. I mean, we went, we got relegated with a wage bill of 9 million quid, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I think that is a big thing. He's tried to get a core squad, and Robbie Nielsen is very big on man management and the personalities he brings in, which is why I was wavering over whether he'd bring in Tony Watt, because he's quite big on making sure there's a solid unit. Uh, and Everyone gets on properly, as well as 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 well as being good footballers.
1: Yeah, I'm going to bring it in Jeff because just to really made the point about Dundee United and what and it is maybe fair to say. I think most people think Dundee United are punching a bit above their weight. I think, Jeff.
6: Uh, yeah, to be honest, um, I kind of get. I, I, I actually tentatively, tend I think United are punching uh, a a wee bit above where it should be. Uh,
4: Cracking game against us at Tynecastle, be fair.
6: I mean, yeah, the thing is, the only times, that game at Tancaster, I was at that game, and it was a genuinely, really good, United were let down by a couple of surprisingly poor goalkeeping by Benji Segrist, who I still maintain, outside Celtic and Rangers, and obviously, Craig Gordon. I think Benji Segrist is the best keeper in the league, in my opinion, anyway. And,
4: so he's the fourth best keeper in the league?
6: Yeah, fourth best keeper in the league. There's always one, isn't there? There's always one who wants to be pedantic, isn't there? Eh? No, it's um, better than Liam Kelly. And um, <laughs> it, it was a surprise. It was a good, It was a great game of football, to be honest. It, it genuinely was a league. It's end to end. At, at one point, it looked like they had half a chance of winning it. They, they didn't, but they looked like it. Uh, the, problem- the
4: problem with that is that you actually you made a really good game of football, but it's the exact approach that really works against us. As in, if teams come out. Yeah, we we actually do pretty well against that whereas your neighbours came and, and made it really difficult and got men behind the ball and that ended up getting them a point I mean, even though it made, made it a lot less attractive to watch so it's like it, it made it a good game but it kind of played into the hands of a few of our players yeah. as well at the same time that,
8: That's a really good point because the, see the game at, at Far Park compared to the game at Tyne Castle it was completely polar opposites Muddle kind of learned from the game at Tyne Castle to beat Hearts 2-0 at Far Park no, I See, that's the thing. Is-
4: that's what we've... Our main problem away from home at Aberdeen... So, Livy did it in the first half against us. Um, Aberdeen did it the second half against us. Motherwell did it the whole game, to be fair. I thought Motherwell's pressing was incredible that game. If you peg us back and we can't get supply to the attacking players, and suddenly we always get overloaded because we leave... Because we've got a front three. So, i have Liam Boyce and we have like Barry McKay, Gary McKay-Steven, Janelli off them. Players who won't defend. So... If we can't, it's the, it's the kind of try to beat the press. And some Motherwell fans were messaging us because I was commenting from the studio saying they thought it was going to go tits up in the first part game because like as soon as Hearts figure out how to beat the press, they're going to get in behind. But to be fair, you just kept it up, the intensity so much that we couldn't beat it. Um, Aberdeen second half put Scott Brown in midfield, totally combated it, and we just lost the game in the midfield. And Aberdeen were fantastic that second half. Libby were, honestly, it was a five-minute period when I thought we were playing... Barcelona or something. Well, actually, when Barcelona when Barcelona were good, it was like it was that four minute period where Craig Gordon had to pull off about five saves.
7: It was ridiculous. But well, we put on God's earth. We didn't score in that like two minute period. Mental. Still be on me. The save that, he pulled off from Jason that, Holt was incredible.
8: That 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 Mother Hearts game. Mother twenty shots in goal. Mother. Did you see a save in that game that as well? That, that
4: point blank save that Gordon made in that game was yeah, ridiculous. It,
8: it, honestly it was incredible. And the thing is, I've been at the Scotland Denmark game on the Monday, and he made an absolute out of this world save. He's, he's outrageous.
4: He's he's funny. Um, he um, he has been on our podcast, but I don't. It's my co-host who's kind of more friendly with him, and he thinks, I think he he thinks he's better now than when we sold him for nine million. Obviously. He's a lot older, so you don't get that kind of money from these days. But he did kind of highlight the fact that it's partly because he is so busy. Because I don't know if you you naturally are busier, so you've got more things to do. So it highlights your kind of qualities. If you're quieter, then you don't have you don't have the same opportunities. And we've we've let him be busier than what we would have liked. <laughs> to is, be honest, at times
1: is he doing so well because he wants to get better action shots for the Craig Gordon calendar? Is that nice? <laughs> Because we need, is that happening, Maury? You you work with a club. Make it, are you making it happen?
4: You could, you could, yeah, they'd go off the shelves
8: easy. Aye. Put,
1: Make it happen.
8: Put, put John, John, how many times better would you say there's than David Marshall? Because I think a lot.
1: Craig Maury's the best keeper we've had in Scotland since Gorham
8: It's only good in summer, but.
1: no. hopefully in the winter next year as well. Best in I think, in Scotland. Scott well best Scottish keeper. Yeah.
9: You're you're saying you're saying about uh the you know comparing David Marshall and, and Craig Gordon there as, as Scotland keepers. Can Craig Gordon play 7 midfield as good oh. as David Marshall?
6: Probably
9: good to
1: be fair. Uh, see, I thought you were going in Alan McGregor. I said he's not a Scotland so did I. because he keeps on sticking the fingers up to us
4: just wants just pace,
9: just, just pace.
4: Alan, Alan, McGre- Alan McGregor was Alan McGregor had a cracker at Tynecastle, to be fair. Yeah, really back. Back. There was a spell where um there was a spell where I thought McGregor McGregor was the best keeper for a bit. Gordon had been hampered by injuries for a while, but I would agree with you on that. But we, we don't want him to be as busy as what he is. Um but there you go. Okay. So
1: United. <laughs> United. Tam Quartz, who doesn't see anything. Oh, God. Apart from hey. he alleged racism. You, uh, need alleged.
6: you need to say alleged, but it was... Uh, no, um, Tam Quartz has surprised me quite a lot, to be honest. I said at the start, I didn't think he'd, 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 um, he'd be particularly good for United. I, I didn't think he had necessarily the experience. I'm quite pleased to say he's so far proved me wrong. The performance that we put in against the Rangers was, was phenomenal. Um, the performance we put in at Ibrox with half our team missing was great uh, we were done over by a penalty Yeah, it, it was a stumble penalty and it came from one of our more experienced players which is more irritating, if it was one of the kids I would be less, I'd be more sympathetic an experienced player yeah, it does your tits in a bit um, overall I think we've done quite well, the problem we're facing now is that we seem to not have anyone to put the ball in the back of the net I mean, I was at the Ibrox game and we crashed the ball off the, off the crossbar. We were unlucky. Uh, I was at the Livy game. We got done over by... I don't want to go into the referee again because, Jesus Christ, that was no,
1: No, it please it was, don't.
6: But it was a pretty terrible performance by the refs. For both teams, not just United, for both teams.
7: I, I really uh, rated them, to be fair. Um, I bet you did.
6: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we We seem to have we seem to do really well up to the final third and then we just don't have, which three or four people have said so far, we just don't have that person to put it in the back of the net. And it's getting to the point now where Martin Naughty has turned into some sort of prime Maradona where he's been out injured and every week that goes past where he's out injured people seem to be making him higher rated as the days go by. So the I thought you were going to say was always Maradona, Madonna. Was it Madonna? Maradona
1: or Mar- Madonna?
6: Maradona. 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 It was Madonna. Martin Mar-
1: Naughty did you say?
6: Uh, honestly, you don't listen to some of the things that people are saying because we haven't got a striker, simply, simply but we have, we've got Nicky Clark, who is really good at what he does. But what he does is that job where he sort of lays it onto the striker, and you need that final person to come onto the ball. Basically, see if we had a, a Tony Watt or a Liam Boyce, I think we'd be fine.
1: What about Shankland?
6: You see, this is really weird because I think I'm the only person who ever thinks this. but I don't think John Lawrence Franklin really shone it up last season, he in was my opinion, in the top right. Yeah, like, I mean, he was all right, but he didn't... The expectation that I think we all had for him, united face wise, he didn't really live up to that expectation. Um, maybe it was the style of play, and the Mickey Mellon, it was pretty depressing, to be fair. Um, at least this season, the football's been more attractive. Tamcourt seems to change tack, depending on who he's playing. So when we've played Celtic and Rangers, we've been really defensive. Even when we played Aberdeen, we were really defensive. Let them come on to us and then break. Uh, whereas we've played teams like Livy, St Johnston, stuff like that, and we've tried to be on the front foot. And then the game against Hearts, I think he viewed that as equals. So that's why that game turned out to be really good. Because both teams just sort of went, ah, I the defence, we'll so just go for it. Um, so yeah, I've been quite pleasantly surprised. I think... Uh start of play after me and Ethan did the, the, the Dundee Derby build up. And we did say it if it was gonna go one way, it'd be one 0 to one of on the sides because it was all out attack against a very strong defense. And United proved in that game that we are capable of defending without much fear and coming out on top. Uh, so I've been quite surprised. I'm pleasant surprised. I'm not stressed about relegation like it was last season, clearly because we know how to win. we know how to defend, which is something that last season. Despite the fact Mickey Mellon kind of sells himself as a defensive manager, uh, we absolutely, this season, look stronger in defence. A lot of that credit's probably got to go with Charlie McGlue, but Ryan Edwards has been absolutely fantastic as well. There. And um, McCann, uh, McMahon, sorry, Scott McMahon, how Hamilton how, how let him go so easily to United is unbelievable. He's, he is probably an update on Jamie Robson if that's possible. I thought Jamie Robson was great, but man looks an absolute, absolute quality player. I think we got him on a free as well. It, 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 what a boy. So yeah, fair play to, to Sam Cors. He surprised me. I'm pleased for him. He does need to start seeing more though. He does have a really good habit of missing things.
1: He's the Arsene awesome Wenger of uh, Scottish football.
6: I mean, the thing that he did against Ross County, he was right to do. And if you got irritated by someone showing you a show racism on the red card, then you're a bit of a tit. Uh, but to then, the, on the other hand, to then during that incident with Ojo, uh, to deny any knowledge at all that you've seen it, I thought was pretty poor. Um, I tried to say earlier that the, the, the fan that pushed Ojo is a tit. And if you defend him, you are equally a tip. He was wrong. Absolutely. It's a bit of a disgrace. The club did the right thing by banning him as soon as they could. Um, Yeah, he should have probably said something about it. I know there was an incident after the game outside the park that it's a bit more complicated because no one's really 100% apart from people involved. 100% sure the exact details.
1: I think the problem is most of us never seen it. Yeah, well, as we all seen. Yeah. The, so we can't really comment on that. Yeah,
6: the incident in the park, the guy, I understand why Bob Mann gave him the second year of the card. I don't agree with it, but I understand the reason why. I just think, I think that entire incident was completely unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. United, like, that Eddie Thompson stand isn't the closest to the field. The one at uh the Roseburn stand, is closest to the park. And players often end up right next to the fence at castle in particular. And if I'm honest, that's probably the biggest downfall of this season. There's some action, not just of United fans. I mean, the Rangers fans, when they decided to try and smash up the United bus on Saturday, that was out of order. There's no need for that. United, That United fan, there's no need for that. A lot of things are gone on this season that I think... I don't know whether it's a case of we didn't get to the football for the year, so people are going back and being a bit more... Crazy. Oh, yeah. Uncle. Over, Uncle. Over, yeah, over-exuberant, but I think that's the only thing that's
1: disappointed me so far this season. Right,
7: OK. It's an issue what you would... don't get at Livy because there's none of us. <laughs> that's, um, true. That's, that's true, true. <laughs> that's true. Although
6: they did get their drum taken off on- that was nice. Let's there's,
4: get no, back. there's no fans and I still can't see one corner of the pitch for where, you, for where I get sat.
6: Let's get back, <laughs> to, some po- Aye,
1: Let's get back to some positivity and get across the road <laughs> to Dench Park, Ethan.
6: <laughs> I mean, that's a
5: Never never put Dead Spark and Positivity in the same sentence again. <laughs> um, I so to begin with earlier in the season, my initial feeling was that uh well Dundee went through quite a bit of a wind drought. I don't know if we were the last team need to fact check that. I don't know if we were the last team to get a win in the league, but I think we were the last team to get a win under our belt, which was against uh, Aberdeen earlier in the season. Uh so at that point, my feeling was that we had some very good performances and just a bit unlucky not to get some results. So in my head, I felt, you know, perhaps we're just in a false position. And, uh, you know, once we get that monkey off the back, once we win a game, keep, keep a clean sheet, you know, then we're cooking with gas. And I I felt that way up until um, the defeat to Ross County fairly recently. You know, when we beat when we battered Motherwell 3-0, then beat St Johnston quickly afterwards, I thought, you we go. Like, you know, this is it. This is what I've been uh, waiting on. this this entire course of the season, that's when the things start to click. But instantly, um, after that defeat at Dingwall, I thought, no, it's just not going to be that story. Um, I don't think we will be comfortably mid-table in eighth place like I predicted in the start of the season. I think it's going to be a lot more rocky and there's going to be a lot more flirting with relegation. I do feel we will manage to stay afloat above the relegation zone, but I do think it will still be a bit too close for comfort. And I say that on the basis of uh, our current run of form right now, is what I would describe as a as relegation spirit. You know, struggling to get any rub of the green, losing games by the margins of freak own goals. Like I've, I don't know if you all saw Paul McMullen's magnificent own goal at Easter Roads. It's the best Persie. diving
2: header I've seen since Scott Brown at Ibrox.
5: <laughs> it's just like that Robin van Persie diving header against the. Uh, it was
2: genuinely an exceptionally good goal.
5: It was. He yeah. just
2: got a bit confused, I
6: think, didn't he? I was the right back.
5: <laughs> yeah, I know, and I think well that, that comes to my next point as well. There's, there was a the team seems to lack a lot of defensive discipline at times, especially in games that we would consider six pointers. So I discipline
4: that. in general as well.
5: Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I see what you mean there. Um, but the, the Ross County game was a six-pointer. And there was a horrible, horrible lack of defensive discipline. All three goals, totally avoidable, all very silly mistakes. Uh, I mean, I, le- I left back trying to clear the ball with his chest. I'd never seen that before, but it's just, I don't even have the words to to describe that thought process. And even the the game against Hearts on Saturday, albeit we were down to bare bones, Hearts were still winning the first, second, and third ball consistently with ease. So that's a worrying sign for me, because that to me, is a, is a that shows a lack of confidence. Uh, personnel-wise, I think we still have a very good squad of players. It's a, it's a great team on paper, just not on practice, <laughs> on grass. Uh, but the thing to keep an eye on, though, is that uh, James McPake loves a turnaround the second half of the season, post-January. Uh, his first season was struggled in the first half. Uh, get by the January window, get some reinforcements in. Then we looked like we are going to be on a really good run. I think it was eight games unbeaten. And then, of course, the season had to stop because of the, the pandemic. Last season, the second season, similar story. We're quite inconsistent up until the, the business end of the season. Then we hit our stride and we ultimately ride that wave uh, to promotion. So now it's the third season in a row. I've seen this story before. We're inconsistent to, to begin with as we're reaching the halfway point in January. So, you know, who knows? Third time's a charm. Fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so certainly some, uh, We definitely need some reinforcements, I would say, again, in January. It specifically in the defensive department, I feel um, we're quite light. With Lee Ashcroft injured, there's evidently a, a massive gap uh, left in central defence.
1: Okay. Are you wanting to have a bash at the ad contest? Sorry, what was that? The ad contest. I don't know if you've seen the, the Manscaped stuff. You're having a go?
5: Is that for the. the I think it's got.
1: It can be whatever—a jingle, a jangle, a party piece, whatever. Something. Come on, give us something.
4: What's a party piece in this context? Because I'm kind of concerned about that.
1: Well, a party I piece, have one. A party piece. we <laughs> often refer to the Scotland games. We like to talk about getting the saltire out and make your lion rampant. So something along, like something funny.
3: Like, I thought you were. I
4: thought you were meaning mean, something that wasn't like just saying something. I thought there was going
3: to cool. be some whatever. kind of action
4: here. You could do a mime.
3: Be unlike John, use Manscaped and be proud of your party piece.
1: <laughs> aye, aye, there you,
5: there you go. go.
1: There you go, that's all quite good. Aye, that's all right. G- give oh, me... all right. A... Just, just you
5: wait till you find it in your lunchbox. I'll I'll come up with it. not what? Yeah, maybe. Don't, go, don't have anything right now on top of my head, no.
6: I'll I, I see. Ethan? Have
5: you got one, did you say? I said no, I don't have one on the top of my head, but maybe give me till the end of the podcast and we'll see if I've thought has got his hand Ethan's up, on might on have one.
1: What is it you don't have at the top of your head? Oh, not that head, sorry, sorry. Peace. Your uh, Manscaped piece. Okay, okay. Th- thankfully not my Manscaped piece at your head. That would be all right. Andy,
2: have you got your sh- Andy
1: is ready? Uh, Andy, Andy's been, been desperate to get him. This better be good. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, Andy. Uh, I
9: had to write it down. I was waiting that long. So um, <laughs> Ma- manscape. it gives you the cutting edge up front, in the middle and at the back. You're a brave uh, man okay. doing in the so,
6: back, like
1: I like it. I thought it was going to be more there. I thought you were going to like give us some kind of Rangers thing as well, but I, I like that it's not involved with Rangers. I, I like that. It's, decent. it's football. It's football related. I can I've, up. Got,
6: I've got one, but I have to sing it, which is Get, quite
1: good. Go for it. So you're right. not eligible for the prize, but just give us a sing. Oh, well done, it? Uh, Jingle balls,
6: jingle balls, jingle all the way. Manscaped your balls, i be smooth all the way. Hey, there we go. Uh,
1: Ethan, you've won. I I like it. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, that that one was good. That is in the back of, a private message that you were saying about someone that couldn't get to bed tonight, wasn't it?
6: Yeah, I don't want to give away really the relevance of how I came up with that song because no, no. that that is incredibly dodgy. That, would, that, make that me like, it like, would
1: be the Griffiths esque. Okay, uh, but but what I, mean, so,
8: I, I uh, had, uh, I John, I had one just Tony Watt has nice balls. Use manscaping, you can too, because Tony Watts get absolutely fucking slandered over the last half an hour here he's been hammered he has so let, now,
4: let's talk about his balls then.
8: yeah exactly he's got nice balls have you so. seen his balls? <laughs> not, no but oh. I'm sure he's got good balls alright
4: <laughs> Harry
1: just because <laughs> Manscaped have a link in with Hibs as well so you must have seen some promotion here's an idea Harry come on
0: I'm normally good with the puns eh? this is past my bedtime um I'll 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 do an Ethan. I'll try and sub in before
1: the end. Oh come on! What are you for today? Like I thought you were supposed to be all about the banter. You guys
6: talking of Ethan, I actually had a question for him about Dundee. Yeah, sure. Um What? Should, obviously, we can't go into too much detail on it. Because obviously, everything's happened but what's your opinion on like the Jason Cummins and stuff? The Jason Cummins, the Charlie Adam incidents of late. I know. I know. Obviously, the um, the the uh, Leckie latest one's obviously a bit different, but like. How did Dundee fans perceive what's been going on lately? Because it does seem like, I'm, I'm not blaming James for this because I heard his interview at the weekend and he seemed genuinely pissed off at what had been happening recently. But what a yeah, Dundee so- fans take on the off-field incident that's been going on? Because it has been a bit mental, really.
5: Yeah, I, I think I share a similar view to Dundee fans. It's a bit more difficult for me to talk about it because with my commentary role at the club, I've, I've been told well, you're an ambassador, so you've got to watch what you say. Uh, so fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair <laughs> enough,
1: we should move on.
6: Probably. Yeah, I don't want to get you in shit.
5: <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I can't say how the Dundee fans have perceived it. I think the fans kind of they seem to feel that perhaps it's down to management not really having a a proper grip on the players. I kind of I don't completely agree uh, in in regards to Jason Cummings when he first signed. People talked about the baggage he brings, so I think it's you know it's just. It was something like that was always going to happen. And I, th- I don't think he was the only Dundee player there. I think he was just the only one that went without asking for permission. I think that was the
13: uh,
5: the issue. Because he wasn't the only footballer there. I mean, obviously, Andy Harden... Yeah.
6: It
4: wasn't just he was there, though. It wasn't just Char- he was there.
6: Yeah, Charlie Adam was there. And obviously, I don't want to get Ethan and shit. So I, I, I'm going to yeah, try on. not probe like, too much into like,
1: that. Like, let's move on from possible legal stuff and all that. It was, it was
4: how refreshed he might have been as well, is what I heard. <clears throat>
1: But like, see the thing he shaved down below Had he shaved down below Is that why he was
4: impressed Probably probably, <laughs> had it, probably had it out as well See the thing and is Come on here come on, what are you, <laughs> Surely, Surely it be more of you To get fucking involved with us see, like, see with With the Dundee thing See what I don't One of the things I was I was thinking When we played at the weekend And I was like Thank fuck Jason Cummins is not going to play Because he was guaranteed To score against us Because he always Fucking scores against us But see if you're going to sign Jason Cummings and stuff I mean Is it not a case That Jason Cummings Is probably a better footballer Than what maybe Dundee would normally sign but the reason Jason Cummings is where he is is because he's Jason Cummings he's you can't rely on him he's a bit of a loose cannon so I, I kind of felt like if Dundee are going to sign something like that you kind of accept you've got a pretty good striker um, for for where you know where you are in the Scottish Premiership but you have to accept that he's he's going to do stupid things every now and again. Is it
5: yeah. possible though he's not a Premiership striker because what's he done in Premiership? He's well, a top uh, scorer to be fair or yeah. he he's a lot. He was, uh, current order
8: one yeah, uh, well, all you've done is scored in the premiership all
5: night. He's got six goals for Dundee this season, and he was he started off really well, um, scoring against Ebbs, St. Mirren, but then it was, I think, with the addition of, of Griffiths, just kind of knocked him out of uh, it knocked him out of, of leading the line to begin with. And now Danny Mullins the one considered being be red hot form, so it's just one of those things. I'm pretty sure the night out at Dundee are good.
13: I'm, yeah, they I'm, pretty me. Sure,
1: I'm pretty
6: sure they're banned
1: at the minute um, what night's
6: out uh, I'm driving oh no one absolutely I, I
5: destroyed I,
8: I us at uh, uh, Den's Park, Park. Um, actually
5: I, I missed that game I missed that game Andy uh, that was the one game this season that I've, I've missed but I, I was told that we were absolutely brilliant
1: um, yeah. Harry quickly before I move to Scott
5: John I, I, I didn't want to
0: let you down it's not great but of referees in Scottish football be making you scratch your head. Use Manscape so you don't also have to scratch your balls.
1: I, I like that one. I, I see I see a lot of smiles. So you're in with, you're in my hunt for a prize. Miguel. That's that's terrible. We're still that's, waiting for you to do your that's awful. Miguel, we're still waiting for you to do your <laughs> dick talk on TikTok. What's happening? I uh,
3: mean, I've not the password yet. Eh? Sorry about that.
4: Andy's too polite. He's got his hand up again. You Need to keep an eye on us, John.
3: Uh, is
1: Andy wanting another another go here? Because uh, uh, you're in. You've got you are in. You got a better one here. I uh, hope so. When you were mentioning about, you were
9: surprised. Take your ball is
4: shinier than Andy said.
9: <laughs> oh, oh, come on! No, no, I don't know. like to dig each other out and appear. Uh, no, yeah, that was a good the one. light sorry. caught it
6: beautifully. There, sorry. For <laughs> oh, the listener, Andy is bold.
9: You no, no,
1: no, you, no one knows, Andy. No one knows. We don't put the video out. He's you like, mentioned the about
9: the, there was no Rangers contest on the last one, so right. um, and uh, in reference to the Al McGregor song, as in the one the Rangers fans sing to him and not opposition fans, um, he dies to the left, he dies to the right. Al McGregor shaves, shaves 10 birds a night. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say something else. The
6: connotations of that song are risky.
1: That I prefer the. To- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the first one, but you, you're put content, you're a contender. Miguel, come on, live live on air, just gears the advert. Oh,
3: uh, I just well, he's my by in. yourself, more standout than a a broth dick. It's at the top of the table. I, I, we used that, on it was written better show. than that. Miguel, Miguel it's past on, my bedtime. I'm absolutely dropped.
1: that's your bedtime. I'm rough,
3: I'm the
9: roughest man in the central belt.
1: How come what happened yesterday? No, we're not about that. Celtic season so far league.
9: That's just because he's a Celtic fan, that's why it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was also civilised. Oh,
3: well. eh, I, I think we've been I, I think we've been different classes season so far, as I did say earlier. It was our worst perform. it was our worst start to the league, twenty-three years, but big man's turned it round. And I can see Angie's in the manscaped as well, to be fair. You think Looks Hans
1: like... uses manscaped?
3: Ah, I could see that. Oh, right. he's old school, Shirley. He How does, does, he, he, a lot How does he turn his beard How does he turn what? He's been beard you see, he's we beard. No, ah, I know, but... He's awfully tidy, like.
1: You think he tidies his undercarriage?
3: I don't know, you need to ask him,
1: eh? Well, if you get him on the podcast, I'll ask him, eh?
2: You quite a fan of Big Ange, are you there, Scott?
3: I am fine, eh? oh, I just eh? Want... I just want to view my dad, eh, hey, that's it. He's blushing and everything, he's in love. I know,
2: oh. look at him oh
1: See an interesting one Quickly right So managers Reign Celtic Generally they're not Liked by the fans of Opposition But there's sometimes Respect At the moment I'm quickly going to ask Andy Have you got a bit Of respect for Big Ange? Definitely not Okay Now you have a short uh, Scott back to you <laughs> but, Scott uh, do you have A bit of
3: respect
2: For him
3: and Ah well once I get My magnifying glass And I'm able to see him A wee bit But, but for that is <laughs>
2: <laughs> if, you
9: just just look up, man. if you look up, see
2: I look. was upset about him going there because I thought you were going at McKenna Sandy and I was all for that.
9: Fuck me.
2: It would have been such
9: fun. Aye. I'll take your word for it. So I back know to the Celtic.
2: Well, I know who his best player is so far this season because he spelled the game out. He spelled his name out with his little potato letters, didn't That's you? Fine. Your
1: table comment is Aberdeen, but McGill.
3: Hello.
1: Hello. Oh, that, we maybe should have done that. Like, this and, they
3: started, and they started started bashing the couch and getting a beat going.
1: That <laughs> <It> was Laurie.
2: <laughs> I was helping you out, Scott. I was giving you a little lead-in to your favourite player.
3: Uh, it's no Jack. He was the first player to spell it. Could
2: he was. Like. I was. I was impressed with that. And then you managed Kyogo. You,
1: yeah, need cool. tell, you need to tell everyone else a story because otherwise it just folk are like, what's going on here?
2: Scott eats children's dinners and he had those alphabet potato shapes and he was spelling, I heart yeah.
3: Kyogo. <laughs> Wait, anyway, you're, you're saying that as if I'm the opposite from Mar- Marcus Rashford and I'm stealing Wayne's dinners here. It's my own dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scott eats I like, like children's bites. food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It,
1: whereas as all know, you eat at Glen Eagle's.
2: Yeah, like
1: once, but I don't have those alphabet potato shapes. Why not? No, no. it's not very bit... quick poll
4: because I, I like hear potatoes. Lee Griffiths uses like po- them on a the first day. The
1: potatoes in the podcast. <clears throat> Who eats alphabet potatoes? The wee frozen ones? Hands no. up, real hands. No, I have a two year old. Majority, back. majority. Yeah, you've got a child, that's
6: different.
1: But I if exactly. you
2: don't have a child, no. It's a democratic exactly.
1: podcast and Scott, we're all with you. We stand with you, Scott. I mean, oh, sure. Aaron, uh, not Aaron, Scott, you continue and then we'll come back. We can do another poll in food and I, I think I know as well what the verdict will
3: be. I've actually forgot what the question was. It's been the up- Celtic
1: season so far. Uh, we,
3: we, we, we I did, as I did start, I think we are turning things right around like, um, again, the big man's came in with a plan and it seems to be working. Once we get to January, and we can bulk back up again. I think we we could be on for a good title race. But we've got uh, a good few prospects coming through as well for the laddie Montgomery, who he kind of got a bit of stick at the start of the season. But you kind of need to give boys a bit of a chance to get themselves involved in the team, get themselves playing. And I think he's looked all right. We've got the laddie Moffat as well. we <laughs> the laddie Owen Moffat as well, who's actually local to me. I know his dad... And they're all the moonlight. They were away at the pub yesterday as soon as... Obviously, felt tight to celebrate the fact that their laddies went onto the park and league uh, cut final. Oh, it's brilliant.
1: Only a second appearance as well for the first
3: team. Aye. Aye. Um, tidy feet in the laddie as well, to be fair. Every time he gets a boy, looks like he's going to create something. I can tell you now, he does need his manscaped right enough looking at the state he's here. It's all over the place. Are you'd see his boys. No, 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 no. No, I can't it's show. But, eh... Uh, I, I'm just really positive in what we've been doing, and as I did say about Angela earlier saying about he's giving us hope. He has given us hope. It's last year was bleak. To the, the, the best of it. but we are we're looking we're looking really good.
1: Hope is good. Hope is good. Paul, I'm going to quickly come to you in terms of you got a Manscaped card for us. No, okay, okay, that's fine. Aaron, but saving the best till last, I say, but unfortunately. Not the case, no, only alphabetically. No, alphabetically, no, no. alphabetic. <laughs> to bring in Scott's potatoes again. Alphabetically, we way.
2: beat um Livingston twice, we've beat St. Mirren, we've beat Hearts, we've beat Hibs, we got draw against Rangers, we've beat St. Johnston, we've beat Undy United. It's absolutely great.
1: Ah, yeah, it's pretty bad that you can reel off every good result we've had. And what? what about the
6: legs?
2: We've had seven wins.
1: Aye. I think Reign, uh, unfortunately, I think Rangers are, and Celtic probably had seven wins in the two ones. We're so, it's
2: we've won three in a row. We're doing
1: absolutely fine. Mm. But yeah. I mean, I, I, as I've said I'm optimistic usually. But well,
2: I what am happened, just we're
1: improving, we're improving.
2: What happened was we had Europe and it was mixed. And then we played Dundee United. And on the first day, I thought Dundee United are getting relegated. they're absolutely terrible. And then you're not actually that bad. And also, um, you beat Rangers you were, league, you? Pod,
8: you were on this podcast in the preview claiming that you were going to win the league and it was the Champions landing. League next year. Yeah, we can still win the league.
2: Mathematically, I've worked it out today just to double check. We can still win it. How
1: many points can we finish on?
2: Well, we're going to win all our games now, so quite a lot. Aye, but you said mathematically you would worked it out so
1: you've know more the points. Somewhere.
2: Well, I know that we can win the league. I know that we're not out of reach of that so that's fine. So, it's not a problem. And I just think that there's been some difficult days. There's been some tough times, but we'll come out a bit it's, it's Glass a bit of it stronger.
1: Would I be right in saying you, know, you want Stephen Glass out on the season?
2: Um, I don't necessarily want him sacked tomorrow,
8: but I don't want him there. No. Why, don't. why have we not talked about the, the Dave Cormack? Interview and everything else Because that was an absolute Because that's not
2: really that much That's not that important The past game of our season That wasn't a big thing that happened It was fine we, Probably nobody heard the it best part Of
8: Scottish football, it. football
1: In the whole season See actually though, Since that
2: We've David been better
1: Brent. Aberdeen have been better
2: Since that Yeah what, so what we did I, after that We beat Hibs I what
11: And I then went to High Bronx And got
2: robbed of three points And then we ruined Hart's Unbeaten record Then we beat you Yeah well That's not the point Was Alan Burroughs on the phone again Was he? Very good, yep. ridiculous. It was just
8: it was telling him how, how good a job he's done. Yeah, that
2: interview was uh, Completely unprofessional and inappropriate. Shouldn't have been happening. Was it unprofessional though? because all shouting, I was shouting? Had- yeah, he was shouting his voice, uh, raising his voice, being defensive. Also, I couldn't care less about possession and data. Really, not that relevant. Um, and actually, I think pretty sure that in some of the games that we have won, our possession is not very good, and then you know we're losing games. Dundee Motherwell twice, where the staff, you know, oh well, they only had two shots on target and they scored them both. Well, what does that tell us? We are generally pretty, pretty awful. But we picked it up then. <laughs> we lost, a, you're gonna we lost the league, to. Going to win league, but you're generally awful. We are generally awful. We lost <laughs> to Motherwell after what had been a decent eight days, and then right. we had
8: a so, decent oh, then eight we had days. Ray, and then <laughs> you only play was, once a week.
2: And then Bobby... No, so we had Hearts, Hibs and Rangers in eight days. And everyone was very, very positive after that. We had Dundee on the Saturday, which was an absolute mess. And then on the Monday we had Dave Cormack and Sports Sound. And then we had eight days of, well, seven points, should have been nine. Lost Motherwell, not ideal. And then we came back and Bobby Madden robbed us of um, potentially, and I'm not saying we'd have gone on to beat Dundee United, but who knows, and we lost the opportunity because Bob Melvin lost his mind. Um, we put in a decent performance at Celtic Park, actually. And the whole Aberdeen rollover for Celtic, we were actually uh, pretty good there, one of our better games. Then we obviously just had decided we need to get something out of December and we had Livy, St for 4-1, absolutely brilliant. The most we'd scored in any game was in the league was two. And then St Johnston, yeah, probably was a handball, but... Bad decisions happen as well. Would you, so would, you we say,
8: may... would you say you are where you deserve to be at this point?
2: Yeah, because we're not very good, but we can be much better. And our big problem is, we played really well against Celtic twice. We should have beaten Rangers. We beat Hibs and Hearts, but we can't beat. You know, we've lost to St Mirren, We've lost to St Johnstone. We've lost to. We got a draw with County when we played once. Not great. So we need um, to get it sorted. What we need is to go on a really good run till the end of the year, beat Hibs, beat Rangers, beat Dundee, beat Ross County. Lovely. And then Edinburgh City will knock us out the cup. Lovely.
1: So basically, we're subbing up Aberdeen season in a Beatles song eight days a week? Yes. Okay.
2: We have been very mixed, but I still feel positive and I was actually meant to be going to the tennis um, thing, you know, the Battle of the Britons with yeah, like Andy Murray's in it for Scotland and then there's an English team and Alan McCoyst was leading out the Scottish team and Chris Sutton was leading out the English and team. So played tennis. No, the Chris, Alan McCoyst and Chris Sutton <laughs> were like leading the teams that are comparing it the night. It was Scotland v England. It was meant to be a really good thing, battle the Brits. My sister's fiancé bought me tickets and it was on Wednesday evening. So I was driving up to Aberdeen on Wednesday for Christmas and going to that. Sadly, it's been
8: postponed.
2: So I'm postponing my drive to Aberdeen Thursday. I just think it makes more sense.
8: Oh, yeah, Bill easy. Bailey's just get cancelled as well. So what's been cancelled? Bill Bailey, mm-hmm. the hydro. Oh, well, I was, um, I who's
2: he, was. Who's
1: he playing? This... Is he playing? Who's he playing? Is Bill is Bill Bailey playing someone else at tennis? No, have I might stop here.
8: Well, uh, he's playing Andy Murray at tennis. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that would
2: be <laughs> I would the pay ball. to see that.
1: I would pay to see that actually. That, that I, would be the I'd balance.
8: pay to see Alan McCoys
2: play Chris Sutton at tennis, but I'm not sure that is what's happening with it. I think but anyway, that could it's happen.
1: postponed. They've got good banter to be fair, Alan McCoy and Chris Sutton. Yeah,
2: so I think it actually be decent, but it's been New postponed sadly. Balls the Balls
1: please. No. no one was Which... quick enough to get that in. New balls please tennis. Oh, man. You can tell so, i know
2: because it's been postponed, I'm actually going to drive to Aberdeen on Thursday instead. So on Wednesday, I'll be able to sample um, the £7.50 meal deal on Easter Road.
8: <laughs> nice. oh, you're going to so get midweek, don't you? Yeah.
2: Our rearranged game with Hibs. And the good news is, because I thought I was going to miss it, so
8: it was a bit tough,
2: but no, I'm not going to miss it. So I maintain my 100% attendance record this season.
8: Not missed a game. Do you have very good chicken curry pie, uh, Hibs? That's, that's well, true, that's my
2: <laughs> to be honest, I actually think I'm going I'm going for dinner first, and I don't think I'll be getting anything at seven fifty. Do you know that's how much to charge for? What's I think it's pain, a wee what's pie. What's Well, no, but it's not the point. My dinner will be like a proper dinner in a restaurant. Seven seven pound fifty for a pie, of chips, and a juice. No, 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 not for me, thank you. Hardy says a few chips are worth it. Why are they? Mm, I do I do not mind a chip and football. but we'll see. I'll report back.
0: Chips are quality, way.
1: Right, okay. I'm going down to the bottom end of the podcast where we started for that. Anyone got an ad that hasn't done one already? Ewan.
7: Manscaped, so you can trim your grass unless you've got Astro. Mm, Oh, quite
2: like that because that's a little joke about Olivia, their shitty pitch. It's quite good. Self to FIFA FIFA approved. FIFA approved. I like it. Well, (laughs) which doesn't say a
8: lot, but it's FIFA. Yeah. What do
2: they do? Ask them to text Manscaped.
8: Aberdeen will still invade your pitch. to be fair
7: Aberdeen couldn't get enough of our plastic pitch the second game exactly. of the season. they were all over it I actually thought I thought Aberdeen had won the Cup Winners Cup again where they were celebrating that one it yeah was that was
2: embarrassing
8: like, to be fair they got another star <laughs> what jersey. I did
2: like was our red shed where we beat you Pataudry how shit must you be we beat you again because we are bad
7: well, no. we're in the to be fair I was up at Pataudry that night and I've only just defrosted last week <laughs> see <laughs> and, um, I was fine with
2: the Samirrim one one of my pals texted me was like, are you alright? I've not heard from you. And I couldn't move my fingers. It was so, so cold and it was that, so cold before was Is that not
1: because of your nails, though? No, my
2: nails are absolutely fine, thank you. for Christmas just now. How do you
1: text with those nails, That's actually? Huge. How? Easily. They're nice, <laughs> aren't
2: they? Thank you. Easily.
1: Can I see everyone else's nails, please? Just to see how they look. Hmm.
7: I like I'm getting mine done tomorrow, to be fair. Yeah. You're getting Christmas nails. Oh, oh
1: are you getting a, are you getting like Livy colours
4: oh yeah
7: Yellow for the for Christmas the European
2: too. for the European um like oh god Libby, do do even get, know
4: what their colours are these days
2: might not even, might, might not get I them see here.
1: maybe but get lions go for lions every season
2: for Europe when our European campaign starts I get red and I get two white stars on the All
1: nice right, well, my, my, my wife goes every two weeks they got nails done so you'll do the same
2: every three
1: I go Aye, but that's what I mean, we're out of Europe pretty quickly
7: Sorry, you mentioned about us not knowing what colours we play in It's actually quite funny because we handed out loads of free tickets at the weekend and I was genuinely terrified if Ross County scored that all the free tickets <laughs> would celebrate the goal because <laughs> <laughs> they saw the yellow seats and just assumed
1: <laughs> um, Luckily it didn't happen So, I'm going to quickly ask because Celtic and Rangers have seen their Christmas videos Has anyone else on the Christmas videos like them?
9: Did they? Yeah, it was. Of it. Of yeah, I I, I, I've
1: not seen it. Can you send it?
2: I've not seen it. The one wait, thing I'll say is...
1: Christmas video wait, wait, Sam wait. wait. Was at
10: like... Oh, uh, yeah, no. We just had one of our substitute goalkeeper with his family. Okay, that's cool. Sorry, what are you It was really holding me good. Or in like, I don't know. Russ, then... can you and me? Okay, please hear me. I don't think so. It is unstable. Okay, um, Aaron, what were you want to say? Sorry. Yeah, we had a uh... Aaron. What, what oh, Ramsey's you... sound
1: just gone again. I, I was, was, was going to say
10: that. Um... Uh, um,
2: Celtic's Christmas advert every year is obviously like something we all have a really good laugh at. Um, and then obviously Rangers are done one this year. Now, I'm not just saying this because it's strangers. Um, the girl that's narrating it doesn't sound that happy. Could she not have like, cheered herself up a bit? It feels quite downbeat.
6: A bit difficult when you're a hostage.
2: <laughs> Where's all the little jokes? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. I just thought it would be like Celtic's one. It's a different vibe. Certainly
3: thought- just an advert for parts for Hamilton.
1: Is that not what that was? Is
2: that was that Rangers advert? All we wanted for that advert is
1: Manscapes. No other organisations, please.
2: This was quite. It was about the Boxing Day game, really, wasn't it? Just different. Celtics, though, are like. I mean, all the stuff that you obviously sell in that club shop. The advert's a bit much, isn't it? Like, why have you got Jota? Like, I mean,
1: no. I like the Jota. I think Celtic, I
8: mean. The Josh Mago stuff was video good video part, was, to was, be fair, I can't judge. It's very self-appreciating.
2: Is the, the stuff, Scott? See so the stuff with like 55, like take 55, scene one, is that all like deliberate? It's yes. uh,
3: <laughs> real anyway. I sense. saw
2: that boy's tweet about it and I was like, do you know what? I think it's probably is real. Uh,
3: it's real, if
1: no, but... Andy, you you are? Andy Rangers. I feel like, like, university challenge here. Andy Rangers.
9: Just, just a, a two points. What, I I, don't know, I haven't seen uh, the Celtic Christmas video or whatever. Oh, what, what is the surely point not. On, uh, 55 thing. So there seems
2: to be a few little references, all a few digs at Rangers in it. Someone tweeted it. I was like, I don't know if this is conspiracy, but, but I'm not sure. Scott, was there some digs?
3: It was just the weed, what do you call them? The clickers. For when they are making the videos, isn't it? The action things. Nice. It was just written on that. Oh, the
1: clipboards. Yeah, uh, mm.
3: clipboards, right?
2: Take fifty-five, shot one. That
9: was one of them. Oh, right, okay.
2: Sneaky, isn't it? I think. It's
7: funny but, you mentioned the, the fifty-five stuff. When I was at Celtic Park earlier in the season, now bear in mind there was a handful of Livy fans, right? But there was a Celtic fan decided to come and sit in was the fifty five
1: the number of her Livy fans
7: well wait <laughs> so <laughs> sorry oh, this sort of <laughs> Celtic fan came in and of course he had Walker Salt and Vinegar Chris green packets green obviously right so comes and sits in and the steward's going look you're in the away end you need to move and we turned around and went, Look, you're actually making the away attendance 55, and I've never seen somebody move so quickly in my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a way up in the upper tier
6: within <laughs> them. Is that seconds. a thing, Scott? Do you have to eat salt vinegar,
2: crisps or green packets? Is there all those rules? Is there oh,
6: salt-mager? honestly, it's it like that in Glasgow. It's mental. It's, it's absolutely like, big. Just...
7: I could only get uh, blue milk as well for from from my uh, tea.
2: Blue
7: uh, drink? Gin, I drink white milk, I mean, I
2: drink white
7: milk. <laughs> There's yeah, another then, thing I've noticed at that Ibrox the there, but we were quick there. That's my dad's favourite joke There's another thing I've noticed at Ibrox Is that some of the pies Are priced at £3.10 So when you give them A £20 note The change is sixteen <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that <laughs> <laughs> to,
6: to, be, to be fair My mum my, my missus is, uh, is, is more Is a tired Celtic fan. She wouldn't buy Warburton uh, Warburton's bread Whilst Mark Warburton Was manager at just That's not a white dog a Really? Bad. That's true. I don't think he's
2: related to the bread people, though, so is
6: he? Don't break the news to him. The bread <laughs> don't tell him that. But it was, it was genuinely Andy, I do
9: Andy. What, what? Right, I've,
6: I've, got,
9: I've got one from Manscaped, but see Another just one? why on the, is that a treble? About...
1: Are you going for a treble? Because that's
9: not happened for a while. They <laughs> don't know what trebles are. Heard, uh, said,
3: Miguel, Miguel,
9: don't, don't say anything. Okay, set up. right. So, so I've took the hit there, right? Celtic have won seven trebles, yes.
3: Ah, oh, we've got my calculator. Right, right, so
9: Celtic have won seven trebles, the exact same as Rangers. Not
6: true. Oh no. well.
9: it, it, it is true. <laughs> so seven apiece, okay. So uh, that date that doesn't really count. But anyway, while we're talking about um, uh, the, the Green Cross, <laughs> the Parkhead, the uh, the sixteen ninety change in Ivrocks and all this here, and not buying orange bread, green milk and all. Um, m- my wife, well, uh, she she's laughed at it and thinks I'm ridiculous. And um, guys in my previous job and stuff, and 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 stuff. Um, so selling, responsible at Nike. I didn't buy or wear any Nike stuff. The same with New Balance, and the same with Adidas. I've loads of Adidas stuff upstairs. I don't wear it.
1: Andy, it's the same for us. None of us work a story. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> no, but so so on to the the manscape thing. And yes, I'm going for a hat-trigger, a travel, whatever you want to call okay, it. Okay, okay. So uh, the gaffer at Geo likes to say about uh, keeping the zero. So with manscape, go for zero, keep the zero and keep it short, keep it trimmed.
1: I see what you've done there. I like it. You, you, you could be joining in on the the chat each week with the ads. You can send me some of them. Anybody else? There we are. Anybody else? We've got. I've got entries from Laurie, Harry, Andy, Motherwell, Andy Rangers that qualify. You and you did have an entry as well. Remember again? Oh, the Astro one. I. Huh? That's pretty good.
5: What, I've I've maybe got one or two but I'm not oh, sure if you, and, good. you know, so I thought,
1: Ethan you know, I thought you'd fall asleep
5: no 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 Just my, I've not got my camera on okay. uh, I'll, I'll send I'll send you them and you, you can tell me if they're, if they're good or not if they're good, no, if they're good no, I'll read them no, out no,
1: shy, work, you need to send them, them to qualify for the prize alright okay
4: go
6: for it balls you, out you, on the table he's an, he's an ambassador for Dundee FC <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to embarrass himself Ethan if, <laughs> if you email he's it to he's an ambassador to get
2: it
5: if you use and turn the missus into Hamiltonakis refusing to go down when she probably should
2: oh oh I I think
1: I think that's a light contender for that's
4: uh, pretty good actually also
2: because nice because we've got to have a little laugh at Hamilton
1: right, I'm going to quick, quite know? a check. so Ethan is uh, no reference has to a
8: Nigerian banker which is a wee bit disappointing with Hamiltonakis not <laughs> a Nigerian
1: banker but a, a Nigerian wanker if you're using manscaped oh I, shout, eh? good I do, it Ethan
8: wins. do it every week <laughs> I, I don't think Hamilton are
2: a great loss to the Premier
8: League. Right, yeah. They're
11: not,
8: okay. they're not. Yeah, I miss them. I miss them massively. They always okay. hammer does as well.
11: I, <laughs> like,
6: no, to
8: be
11: fair. Miss yeah. them like
6: the holding the head.
7: I'm just got the plastic alliance died. That's uh,
5: that's the only bit I'm disappointed.
7: Has
2: anyone got a plastic pitch that looks like Killing might come back up?
5: No, No. 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 Ray Rovers are in for a shot for coming up and they're they play in plastic as well.
8: Yeah. I don't want them, up don't like them. Nah, I just the plastic. Uh, they, they, again, the Stephen Glass after the podcast. They put you at the cup, didn't
2: they? Yeah,
8: they did. Yeah, thanks. They did. Oh, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I know a bit. Football's quite <laughs> i <competitive. I'll, I'll laughs> like to remind you of these things. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: we've all
8: been put out of a cup by someone except Scott, so. My, we've
1: been put out by two so far and not not well. It's a Scottish Cup. This is our year for the
4: Scottish Cup. We've been
1: saying, yeah, that.
2: we're. I have a to say, Scottish pair about
4: three cups in Europe if they're not. How
8: many are you <laughs> going to left? Have you? <laughs> they're, they're trying to complete the set. But there's that, see that?
1: See how you're saying about Pawn Hub? Is it three cups? One, no, Aye, never mind. <laughs> Ourselves give <in> the confidence <laughs> <laughs> two cups. One,
2: yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, know, I
13: don't
2: know what I, I think of, oh, I oh, I think of Get out of one European cup, drop into the one below thing. I'm not
9: sure. We'll talk oh, about the Aaron. Celtic, Celtic, yeah, I Celtic's mean. in the conference, but they not draw some like Wi Fi password, no? Well, I think what what's your about, Scott? Like <laughs> it, <laughs> they're, they're
8: not do <laughs> <you> fancy <laughs> that competition <laughs> or
3: do you, do you just want to just patch it off? I think uh, we, realistically the prize is no much different for the Europa League, so there's Ooh, no point in passing it off eh? it's, it's brilliant. Do
2: you do you think that you deep down know it's embarrassing and tin pot but you've got to pretend it's not? so that what's happening here?
3: Listen, we're no Brendan Rodgers. Did you hear him talking about
8: it? He pretended never heard
2: about
1: it. English clubs don't care know about it. Was, it. Yeah. Brent, care. Brent, Brendan Rogers knew about
8: the Betfred Cup, though, some, for some reason. So, like, he definitely knew about the Conference League. The, That's the bullshit. absolute bullshit.
1: Here in England, they do not care about the Conference They do not. Taught he's them, heard of it, Tottenham. Tottenham have been kicked out today. Do you think Tottenham care at
8: all? It's just uh, an inconvenience for the league. The, the thing is, look, that... That's an inconvenience for Spurs now, due to the fact that they've got three or four, because the Burnley game get cancelled because of snow. They've they lost two or three games, so they've got a wee bit of backlog of fixtures. But I, I'm I'm other than Tottenham. Well, Spurs to win a trophy would be a massive thing for Spurs because they've not won anything for years. Yeah, I, I am I've on this.
6: I think Spurs. Uh, I don't know. This is a purely off-topic, right? I'll no, keep it quick. But I think Spurs are claiming that they don't give a shit about it due to the fact they got kicked out of it. Yep, not, so exactly. much, not so much That's... that they were in it, that they got kicked out of it. so well they don't care. English clubs
1: Speaking... don't, don't even care about the
8: Europa League. But, play, Spurs entered it and get embarrassed in it because they lost that Moura away and everything else. And they brought on Son and Kane for the second half and then still managed to lose the game. Spurs, are, Spurs are a joke time and times yeah. again.
2: Well, anyway, I really anyway, anyway, let's get
8: back to Scotland. because
2: Well, just the last thing that I would like to say about Europe is that one of the best things I think we can all agree was the Champions League draw was quite something this year.
12: That's true, that's true. You
2: wouldn't get this happening in Scotland, would you? With a man from Tunnock's doing it out of a cement mixer and that nonsense. No, we'd have
12: they Rod
1: Stewart pissed. It's, Rod Stewart. Rod, Rod Stewart
2: drunk doing that draw was peak Scottish football and I'm absolutely happy.
1: Exactly, Right. I'm all for it as well, We're going to wrap we're going to wrap up because we have gone way over time uh, never mind 90 minutes extra time penalties I think we're at replay time now like
8: everyone this is going to be such a long lesson for everyone to listen to I think we've made it to the split now <laughs> we're, we're like a long one uh, every week
4: John's still waiting for Hashtag Anthony ask. Wilson to score
6: apparently
1: just like Manscaped John exactly Andy see you get a memo you, you're on the wavelength who would have thought Aberdeen and Rangers fans are on a podcast everyone COVID has got made us all go absolutely crazy. But pleasure having everybody on. And I'm glad that majority of people came on from the episode two. Ewan and, and Ramsey, thanks for joining us. We'll get you back at the end of the season for the, I think we'll do an end of season review. It'll probably last three
2: days. Yeah, thanks, we'll, so have a, we'll have a chat, John, about whether we do that or not. It'll all depend.
1: We will do it. But to be honest, maybe by the end of the season, we'll no be allowed in anyway.
4: So it'll be. I Let me know so I can put some annual leave for this one. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> right. We're, we're going to do it for three days. We'll all be in and. Can we do it after
1: and...
2: the Scottish Cup so that Aberdeen have got something
1: to boast about? Well, that would be an end of season. Yes. Yeah. Definitely after the. And after have you, the you
4: ever seen Aberdeen win the Scottish Cup? How old are you?
1: No, we won it in 1990, and I'm November. Oh, Laurie, so, Laurie, you so, can't ask a woman or
4: So, 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 in, so in your lifetime, they've only won, and I quote you, the Diddy Cup.
7: <laughs> Even Levy have won that in my lifetime. We saying. won exactly. the Scottish <laughs> Cup in 1990,
2: but before I was born. Um, I am not remember. I just, just, want, just want
13: to
0: check.
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> just going <laughs> to stay silent. But do you know what? It's
2: really nice that I've never seen Aberdeen relegated. I've never seen us in down in the championship.
8: Default, oh, you're, you're missing
7: out affect. You're missing out on the division tour of the Seaside League, it's brilliant it, it, was uh, a laugh, it's, it was a good laugh,
4: actually Oh, a la- oh, good
7: laugh, isn't
2: it? I don't think you find it
4: funny, Larry. I know, but uh, when you've got three Scottish Cups that I've been at and seen, I mean, it's, it's alright we can, we can have a wee bit of time down there
8: well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm 35 and we've always been a top flight club, I think we're possibly uh, under Rangers and Celtic, the most established team in the
6: Top five. I
2: think there's actually only two clubs yeah. in all of Scotland that have never been relegated.
6: In Celtic and Aberdeen.
2: Celtic and Aberdeen.
6: Uh, in fairness to Laurie and to everyone else, uh, Aberdeen has only not been relegated due to the fact. No, that I just, not uh, that's, that's a mark. Doesn't stop. Twice. Oh, well. No,
1: no. Not, uh, you don't meet
6: the rules. It plays the SFA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in fairness, Aberdeen were the ones who lobbied. I'll put my hand up lobbies. in that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I guess,
4: I guess to be fair, if you don't get to have a, a parade like or a very celebration very for free. winning a trophy, then you can just, every end of every season, you can just have your we didn't get relegated party. And that's probably just about the same.
6: We are we already going to,
1: going to have to a we won the championship party. Should we only, only, only count trophies if you can do a parade in your city? That's true
6: as well.
1: So how many titles have Certificate Rangers won? If we talk about parades and stuff
3: like uh, so Never seen the uh, open-top buses that kicked about the Certificate.
1: I could just went down the so "I reckon, I, think, I reckon but, Livy's
7: open-top bus parade in 2004 is the most iconic one where it was like a man and his dug because <laughs> nobody actually knew. <laughs> yeah. uh, was there more people on the bus? <laughs> I think was, by the it- way, by the way, you joke. There genuinely probably was. Like, uh, we had Stuart Lovell on the podcast. He was the captain, and he was like, "It was the most surreal experience ever." Like Livingston was like a blackout. It was like there'd been like a a power cut or something like that, and it was just us <laughs> on the bus
9: going through Livingston. I <laughs> so, don't
2: know if it's a fully like British thing to do. Like in other countries, do they look at our team clubs doing this and think like, what "On earth is that?"
9: No, it's Sergeant, fine, they do Sergeant. it.
4: Yeah, Sergio Ramos. Oh, didn't, the okay, trophy, right, remember? So that, okay, so it's cool, not embarrassing. Okay. Uh,
8: he dropped dropped it, <laughs> dropping
9: the trophy was amazing, Andy. You've, and... Don't worry, it's it's not a landscape promotion or anything or goal. I, I'm liking it, Andy. Yeah, Andy. I'm liking it. i enjoying it. Uh, no, just just before we wrap up, I just want to wish everybody on the podcast a, a very merry Christmas to yourselves and your families, and a very happy New Year. And uh, as I say, I'm, I'm grateful to be invited back onto it, and I look forward to the next one. Hopefully, I'll look happier than uh, the start of the season. But um, as I say, well, I look forward to it. happy and settled with
2: Steven Gerrard, so that's the question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Andy's trying to be nice here. Aaron, there was David. No Andy, is,
2: Andy's been nice. And do you Don't know what? Silly question. I'm very happy for Andy's new manager. I wished it was McInnes because that would have been... I know,
9: I name. know, but you've said... He that. had his chance and didn't get it. He yeah. stayed at a smaller club, and
2: were you worried for a little bit that he was going to go there because there was talk of it?
3: I was.
1: We've like we covered that. In. We have covered that.
2: So I was. I would have been quite
9: interested.
1: We've covered it. We've, covered, in, it, all we've covered it. Away from that, Andy was trying to say
9: something nice. <laughs> it was very <laughs> lovely. In, in all honesty, I was a wee bit worried that we would get McInnes, or or McInnes would get the job, whatever way you want to put it. But uh, thankfully, he didn't. You know, he's, he he played for the club and all that there, but. He's not good enough to be a Rangers manager, in my opinion, of course. But no, as I say, just on a on a serious note, everybody, I hope you all have a, a very healthy and and happy Christmas, and most importantly, hope we're all back watching our teams in the in the new year. Absolutely, Andrew. Okay. Top man. Top yeah. mind. I, I, as well,
1: I want to say something as well. On that note, I want to say all the best to people that are struggling. Um We can help the. We donated to the food bank earlier. Trussell Trust. If anyone else can do, please do. Because Christmas is a good time for everyone. Um, there's all things going on. So if you can help in any way, whether it's food banks, anything at all, please help. Because let's face it, it's been a shit year for most of us. But it's been a terrible shit year for a lot of people. So please, anyway at all. I can only send love and thanks to all of you guys for coming on the podcast. I know it's been a, while, a long time. Every one of you are welcome at anything you want. You know that as well. Peace to all, peace to everyone. Season the goodwill, as we say.
8: Absolutely, absolutely. Merry
3: Christmas, Christmas to you. everyone. Merry Christmas
8: night. Yeah. Christmas. I hope everyone has a great time. Cheers. And like
2: merry
1: Christmas, Christmas, folks. Yeah. Have like a
13: nice Christmas, everyone. That's it up. <laughs>